Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is the outlaw John Roca here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, well, let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another live episode of Game Time here on the Outlaw Nation channel. I am the Outlaw John Roca, joined as always by my man in the middle there, suffering with a little bit of toothache, but he's soldiering on to join us here. What's up, Jay Washington? It's a toothache. It's exhaustion. It's still back pain. I got to stretch my lower back out. I got to start working back out. I'm just tired, ladies and gentlemen. I'm <laughs> fucking tired. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, bringing up a little bit more spirit there coming to us uh, from the Midwest there. Joshua Tapia. Do anyone call you Joshua anymore? Does anyone call you Joshua? Uh, everything outside, like family. That's about it. <laughs> everyone else calls me JT, uh, especially, you know, back in L.A. But, yeah, uh, I'm waiting for the day, like, where Jay just passes out mid-show. And then we go viral. Oh, it's happened several times. And, yeah, it'll go viral. It'll be all over yeah. the place. I think it'll actually be really good for the show. I think so too. We'll catch him just one time when he finally passes out. Yeah. Uh, it'll be great. Yeah, we're, we're getting into so many things. Thank you all so much for joining us live. Going to talk about sports for the next two hours here on the Outlaw Nation channel. Of course, we've got a couple of breaking stories. We'll get into the JJ Watt news. Atlanta Hawks firing their coach. We're also going to talk about some updates on the Tiger Woods situation, including 
Some um, the people who analyze accidents, according to the USA Today, they spoke to three experts of accidents, and they are speculating that Tiger Woods fell asleep, which is why they think the accident happened. We're also mm. going to get into those Russell Wilson trade rumors, which are starting to heat up and getting louder and louder and hotter and hotter with this possibility, according to some executives who don't want to go on the record about this. And we're going to get into a lot of NBA news and scores as well, and even give a tribute to the great Irv Cross, who passed away at the age of 81 years old. For those of you of a certain time, you know how important Irv Cross was as a groundbreaking uh, sports analyst, as a commentator, working with Brent Musburger during the NFL today on CBS in the 80s and 90s. He was so essential to breaking ground and having a black commentator on there, sadly passing away at the 80, age of 81. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But first, I uh, want to let you guys know the Streamlabs Super Chats, everything's open. So send in your comments, send in your stuff. Come on, get us some support here on the Outlaw Nation channels, what keeps the lights on. But let's start off with the first story, and that is J.J. Watt. This, is, this one just kind of blew up this morning. According to J.J. Watt, this is what's crazy. Jay was talking about it off screen before we started. But J.J. Watt posted a picture of himself saying he was joining the Arizona Cardinals before the Arizona Cardinals had a chance to announce the signing for J.J. Watt. He is signing a two-year contract. Terms were not disclosed, but according to Adam Schefter, the deal is worth $31 million and includes $23 million of guaranteed money. He just got released by the Texans uh, amicably. They both, uh, you know, the Texans were very kind to let him go uh, go to another team uh, and not uh, penalize him in any way or not have to trade him, anything like that. But uh, JT, this isn't where a lot of people expected him to go. People said Green Bay. People said all these other places. But here he is going to the Arizona Cardinals. How much did this shock you, man? Yeah, it was a shock because I think what we talked about before, I expected him to go to somewhere that immediately – would be going after a ring. Uh, yeah. Arizona, they're, you know, a middle-of-the-road team, in my opinion. They have, you know, Kyle Murray. I do like the fact that him and Chandler Jones will be on defense together. Chandler Jones, I loved him back in uh, the Patriot days. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great player. I wish we never let him go. Uh, <laughs> and it's so funny, you know, he's back with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, another old Houston Texan. Yes. I I, I guess, you know, I – for me, I think he weighed out the options, and I think they probably offered him more money guaranteed than any other team because 31 for two years is a lot of money. It That's is. like – and this is not prime J.J. Watt. This is mm -hmm. not him in his prime. So I think somebody offered him a little bit more money than he was probably worth, mm -hmm. and it was too good of a deal to pass up. And he's not going to a horrible team. This is not like a bottom. He's there's a lot of potential there, and yeah. uh, we've seen this happen before, where teams, you know, the potential one year later could play way better and also be a contender. So, I think it gave him not exactly a shot at the ring, but it gave him a better deal than probably he was going to get from anywhere else, and a small shot at a ring, a small shot. Yeah, I mean the irony here. I mean the uh, similarities here, Jay, are not div difficult to ignore. You got DeAndre Hopkins over there already. He's going to play for a defensive coordinator who was defensive backs coach for the Houston Texans. He's got a uh, running uh, young black quarterback in Kyler Murray who can fling that ball down the field. And like you said, JT, he's joined Chandler Jones, so he's going to not have to carry the workload fully mm -hmm. by himself just to 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 get that defense going. So. Jay, could this be a deceptively better situation for him to walk into than going to like Green Bay or going to uh, a couple of the like other places they were considering? I think you just you said it best with that terminology, deceptively 
mm. good situation because you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it. Again, nobody yeah. expected this out of all the teams. Josh has said it. Nobody was ever thinking JJ Watt to go to Arizona. Yeah, nobody ever said that. And then when you look at it, you're like JJ Watt in Arizona, and you start looking at the possibilities. Now again. We got to see how it all plays out. You, mm-hmm. We can say, yes, there's a lot that can happen now. But again, Arizona was a team that's been this on the verge, if you will, yeah. like they've missing certain things. So this helps. This isn't the 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 piece de resistance that they needed to completely cap, encapsulate it all. This yeah. is one of those pieces. But that's a big piece to get for somebody who, again, yes, this ain't prime J.J. Watt. But if you're willing to get 31 mil, what is it, 31 mil? 31 million, 23 31, guaranteed. 23, two, you believe you finna put you finna give them something. You because JJ Watt is not one of those players that's just gonna cash out. Yeah, he's gonna give his all. So you're probably gonna get that. And again, let's just see what it, you gotta just see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, and you look at and it's cheaper, cheaper to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Way cheaper to live in Arizona. The state taxes and all that's a great point, Jay, uh, as well. You look since 2012, this is according to ESPN, nobody has more sacks than Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. Uh, Chandler Jones 97 sacks, uh, JJ Watt 95.5, one sack ahead of Vaughn Miller at this point. And in 2020, ranked 15th out of 119 pass rushers. 15th. So, yes, he's had some injuries, but the fact that he's bounced back from those injuries and gone to fifth and, and ranked 15th over this 2020 season, pretty incredible stuff. But JT and Jay, we'll, get, we'll go to you after this. JT, uh, it's difficult to miss the comparisons. Also, this feels a little bit like Reggie White leaving Philadelphia, going to Green Bay, trying to help Brett Favre finally get that ring. Mm-hmm. Although although Kyler's a little younger than Brett yeah. was. Remember that the Cardinals were what one win away from making the playoffs last year. So no. with is this not not necessarily the piece to results as Jay was talking about, but is this like pushing them into a possibility of getting into a, a championship, a conference championship game, uh, and maybe shocking the world by getting there? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it helps. There's no doubt about it. You add J.J. Watt to your team. And to me, remember when Clowney was drafted and everyone thought Clowney and J.J. Watt oh, yeah. on the same defense are going to just – they're going to tear people apart. Clowney had some issues with uh, injuries. So did Watt. Yeah. I think with Chandler Jones and Watt healthy, playing a full season, that might be like – I think if you watch that Tampa Bay Super Bowl and you saw how, you know, Mahomes is running for his life, yeah. they can bring that kind of defensive line and make every quarterback they face uncomfortable and, and scrambling for their life. It shows it's a success to win. I think, yeah. again, with Hopkins and Kyle Murray, the offense can be explosive at times. Uh, I do think they need to get a few more weapons on that offense. Yeah. But, you know, what helps the offense better than getting more tries by having a defense who could get the, you know, the team off the field every couple of downs. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I was about to bring up. You look yep. at this now, what you've done is you've put yourself in a good position come this draft now. Because mm-hmm. now you've also made it, you made it tempting to certain free agents to want to say to come to Arizona. Because mm-hmm. right? now you're like, if you're a free agent, you're like, Arizona might, but I don't know. But then you hear Arizona's building a solid defense. If you're a free agent wide receiver, you're like, okay, all I got to do is my end of the ball because I know what Kyler Murray's out here trying to do, the defensive end, or if you're a defensive player want to come in and play with J.J. Watt and Chandler. It, yeah. it works. It Again, we keep forget, people forget the draft is coming up. 
With the draft, a lot of stuff is going to change. Again, right. J.J. Watt's locked in. But now Arizona has leverage to get people. Now, now when it comes to saying, all right, what's, what's some of these other pieces we are going to need to get? And what are we going to have to give yeah. to get these pieces? Yeah, it's a great point. You wonder, like, how many people are looking at this now and all of a sudden veering towards Arizona? You know, it only takes one person. You know, like I mentioned, Reggie White going to Green Bay, that woke a lot of people up and brought some more attention to Green Bay and got people on board with Green Bay. So maybe this is what happens here. And look, Kyler Murray is young. Kyler Murray is still figuring it out. Him and Cliff Kingsbury, the coach there, trying to put something together here. They came real close last year. There were spurts, uh, runs of games where they looked damn good. You know, that uh, that game against Buffalo when we had Del Reed on here, he threw that Hail Mary and won the game. So there's mm-hmm. possibilities, all kinds of possibilities for Arizona in this situation. And I think you're absolutely right, Jay. Free agents now have to look at Arizona and go, well, I'll take a one-year contract, get a shot or a couple-year contract, see what we can do. you got a young, vibrant quarterback, you got a strong defense, and you play with DeAndre Hopkins. If they can get themselves a decent running back, I know Kenyon Drake's all right, but they got to get themselves a stronger running back. Who knows? Uh, what were you going to say, JT? No, I, I'm just agreeing with everything you guys yeah. are saying. Uh, the, the free agent aspect, you know, when you bring a player like J.J. Watt into the locker room, he's the leader. Uh, yeah. People want to learn from him. Uh, I think the price tag that Arizona paid might be a little high for two years. That's fair. But uh, there's neg- There's a positive negative. Positive, he's healthy the whole time, and everything works out the way you hope it's going to work out. But, again, the injury side is a gamble. Um, but I guess Arizona got together and said – He's worth the gamble. Like you said, maybe even if he is on the field the whole time, he's there for the playoffs or he attracts some other players to the team. But injuries, injuries is with anybody. That can come at any moment. No, I know he has a, he has, it's on record of his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. But it's like, again, you, you run that risk at any moment. You get a high profile player. Again, remember, everybody was like, we got OBJ. Cleveland was like, Mm -hmm. they thought they had OBJ and then he gets hurt again. And you're like, well, what? Yeah. OBJ. So yep. it's those type of things. And Jay, you can't deny having a veteran presence on the team can be important uh, for the for that uh, team overall as well. You know, JJ likes to lead by example. He is a guy that likes to be on the front lines, take the hits, working out, going. I mean, there have been so many articles written about how passionate he is and how dedicated and disciplined he is about working out all the time in the offseason comes up with new ways to work that work out ignores his family like shuts him out while he's getting in in game mode or getting ready mm-hmm. to play so that kind of approach to the game when you're looking at a program like like arizona that's never won a super bowl they've gotten there sort of that pittsburgh game was incredible kurt warner as their quarterback mm-hmm. but they've never gotten over the hump Maybe this is someone who is going to push that team finally over the hump because of his experience. I know he's never been to a conference championship game, but he's got that drive and that determination and that calmness that you need when you want to get ready. So I I think this is a great move by Arizona, surprising move by Arizona. But you got to ask yourself uh, as we wrap up this side of the topic, what did the other teams not do right to attract J.J. Watt? How did Green Bay not attract J.J. Watt? Uh, Probably weather. Yeah, weather. You think it's weather? Okay. Look, sometimes that plays. You know, look. Sometimes yeah, you know, we, we older we talk about. Yeah. We can play. We we always talk about playing for chips. And again, we always we said here on the show. Yeah, go to Green Bay. You're home. You mm-hmm. can play for a championship. Cool. But at the same time, you are playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. Where you've been playing in Houston. The most you've had is torrential rain. And yeah, of course this this crazy winter. But 
you've had relatively decent weather. Right now, you've upped your weather game. That that plays a factor in a lot of superstars. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Decisions, yeah. not just players, right. superstars, pro bowlers. Yeah, Jay brings up an excellent point, JT. You look at Buffalo, Cleveland, Green Bay, even a little bit Kansas City. Uh, these are cold weather teams. Uh, when the when winter hits, maybe he felt yeah. he'd be in a better situation there in Arizona. I mean, he's from Wisconsin, so like right. I feel like born and bred. To me, I think it's the money because a lot of reports okay. I read were saying this was a lot more money they thought he was going to get. I think mm-hmm. the health and will he be there for every single game. Uh, maybe Arizona just had the cap space to be like, Hey, let's take a shot. I, again, I, if you, if you want a ring, this is not where I would advise him to go. Right. Uh, but like I said, I think maybe some of the other places like green Bay just weren't willing to offer the same amount that Arizona. And, you, and like I said, it's the best of both worlds. You get a shot. You're not going to a horrible team and yeah. you're getting like an extra 10 million. I mean, 10 million is a lot of money. If it's who knows, maybe it was 5 million, but whatever it was, <laughs> it's hard to say no to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you look at the conference that he's, or they sorry, the division that he's in here, he's going to be playing, what, 49ers who've got an unstable quarterback situation mm-hmm. themselves. Jimmy G or whoever's going to be back behind, though, back behind center. It's a tough situation to look at Chandler Parsons and J.J. Watt. You look at the Rams. they got Jared Goff. If those two get a handle on Jared Rams Goff. Have, no, no. Sorry, Ram, the Rams. Stafford. Rams. Stafford. I'm sorry, Stafford. That's Stafford, the Rams, yeah. If the Rams get their hands on Matt Stafford, they're going to break that old man in half. If those two, if those two, if those Chandler Jones and JJ Watt, they will snap him like a twig. And then you look at the situation with Russell. Is Russell staying? Is he not going? We're going to talk about it a little bit later. Whoever they bring in to replace Russell now, and Russell, of course, has been the issues with Russell. Him running around, trying to extend plays, throwing interceptions in those moments. It could happen more often than not with the terrible O-line they've given Russell for the last few years. Having, I mean, think about it. If you're Russell Wilson and you're looking at Chandler Parsons, J.J. Watt with a crappy O-line, how how inclined are you to come back to Seattle now mentally? This could have waves within its, within the own, within their division themselves about the decisions all these other teams are going to make for their teams, don't you think? Hey, man, wherever Sierra wants to go, I keep telling you with this Russell Wilson thing. Y'all game. Look at Carmelo's decision when it came to Lala. Yeah. 
Lala was influential right. as to where he went. A lot of times these high profile wives who are in the entertainment industry, who are oh, moving around, who are making moves, they are pivotal in the decision of their husband's career where it goes. Mm -hmm. Because again, yeah, Russell was drafted to Seattle. This is where his career started. He made all this blah, blah, blah. So when Sierra got with him, she already knew what it was. Now you have the option to leave. You are Russell Wilson. You are regardless. You have not won. You have not won. You know, when you go into the MVP category in the beginning of the season and then the rest yeah. of the season, you taper off. But you're still Russell Wilson. Teams are going to throw whatever they need to throw to get you. And so now you're going to look at these market teams. Seattle is a market, but not a market that that uh Sierra wants to be. And she said she doesn't like she doesn't like Seattle. She's from <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, again, it's those small things people don't want to take into consideration. We always talk again. We talk championships. We talk where the best fit for a player is. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about players' families, it always depends. If a player has, I hate to say it, an ordinary wife, and when I say ordinary, meaning they're not in the spotlight, right? That's when you look at it differently. Again, mm -hmm. Tom Brady and Giselle. Giselle's a supermodel that can do whatever she wants to do whenever she wants. Yeah. Now Tom was like, "We're done with. We're done with Massachusetts. We're done with being cold. Let's go be warm." Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It works. Yeah. Not not a bad point, man. Because you know, Lala went took Carmelo to New York, and apparently in 2018 there were reports that uh, Russell had looked at the New York Giants because Sierra felt that it was better for a music career to go to New York. You can't discount yeah. that. You're absolutely right, Jay. That's part and parcel of being involved with someone who's also as famous as you are so you might be right jt maybe it was the money uh maybe it was the warm weather as well jay so all those factors in either way he's there but i will say this and this is something for me and i you know, you know i can be crazy but when a player announces it before the team announces it that's a little self-important and so i wonder how that rubbed arizona a little bit because uh, Tom, Tom Brady didn't even announce he was I going disagree. to Tampa Bay a I disagree with you with that here's all the right. thing Again, you have one of those people. JJ watches one of those people. I want to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's more than just. I don't think it's saying it's dismissing the team because again, the, it, it could have broke anyway. The same. The same deal as the deal. Regardless, it's okay. just that he. I'm controlling this narrative. I don't want you to say sources are saying I, right. I'm your source. That's why he put the picture out and said your source me. That's yeah. all this was. And of course, Arizona already was going to be cool with it. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't just go off all carte blanche and was like, source me, bitch. I'm at Arizona. He probably <laughs> talked, you know what I'm saying? He probably talked to yeah. the team and was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was approved by Arizona before he did that. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> but the other part of this, too, and I think maybe uh, this might be a reason why he took control of the narrative, Jay, as you mentioned here just a second ago, is because someone apparently created a fake profile of him on the Peloton app, and people were starting to follow it, and he was do, and the person was scheduling these rides and mentioning certain cities like oh, Green Bay or Tennessee. Oh, or Tennessee. <laughs> wow! And apparently, JJ Watt got wind of it today, today or last night, and tweeted out, "Guys, I don't even own a bike. Cut it out." <laughs> so it was that kind of thing. So maybe he wanted to jump in front of that narrative for sure. Well, let us know what you all think. I mean, let us know uh, in uh, send in some Streamlabs super chats. Do you think this is the right idea for JJ Watt? <laughs> Do you think this is a good move? What do you see from Arizona now? Kyler Murray's contract, I think, is up after next year. So do, is Arizona putting everything in the middle to see what they've got with Kyler, giving him a good defense, giving him a good uh, 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 receiver, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, Kenyon Drake's fine, but maybe they'll find a better running back out there as well. And 
see what they've got in Kyler. And if Kyler still can't get it done, then at that point you start looking around the league and seeing what's out there. So who knows? And any chances that Deshaun Watson swings a Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray trade with the Cardinals and they just move the whole Man. team over wow. to Arizona? Houston wants everybody. Houston is like this. If you take him, Every pole pro bowler you have on your team yeah. needs to come here. That is that is literally how Houston is treating this Deshaun Watson trade. Like if yeah. you want him, every pro bowler, and we want a bunch of not these conditionals. We want your draft picks. Mm-hmm. Houston is making teams give up everybody for dude, and yeah. that's so it's so fucked up. I get your in, in one in one instance is saying this is the value of Deshaun Watson. This right. is how much he is worth, but at the same time, you like. We never letting him go. (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. Uh, All right, let's move on to our next story here. This is a quick one from the NBA. We will get, we will circle back in the NBA a little bit later on in the show. JT uh, texted me this story here. Uh, The Atlanta Hawks have fired uh, Lloyd Pierce, who was their head coach for the last two and some months, years. Uh, He was, uh, was there coaching when Trey Young came in, all these players that have come in. He was 14 and 20 at the, uh, so far at this year, but some injuries to the players, some inconsistency in his coaching style, some issues going on maybe behind the scenes as well. And they eventually pulled the trigger on him just as we were going to air to record this. The Atlanta Hawks released a, a statement that said, we would like to thank Lloyd for his work and commitment to not only the Hawks organization, but the city of Atlanta. He and his wife, Melissa, are tremendous people who have made a positive impact throughout the city. Uh, we have high expectations for our team on the court. We believe by making this change now that we can have a strong second half of the season. Uh, the Hawks are hopeful that assistant Nate McMillan will choose to become the interim head coach, according to Wojo. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski there over at ESPN. Uh, he is meeting with Pierce and the rest of the Hawks coaching staff now, according to sources. Um, and he was he was 63 and 120 uh, in uh, two plus seasons. So I mean, I'm and sorry. Were, when no, you just listen to that, just I know we get it. It's two no. seasons, but yeah. you say 63 and 120. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he had 29 Not wins great. in his first season, only 20 wins last year, and he was at 14. They had started 10 and 9, JT, and then we're on this recent swoon. So do you think this was a long? T- this was probably coming at some point if Lloyd didn't show some more. Uh, uh, turnaround with the uh, Trey Young and the, and the players there. Yeah, I think really a lot of it comes to expectation. I think with Trey Young making an All Star team last year, he didn't make it this year. Yeah. Um, I think just the I, I feel bad almost too because he didn't get a fair chance at the beginning of this year because of all the injuries and yeah. COVID. Like I feel like he didn't have a full strength team at any point this season really. Mm. Uh, so it's a little bit of circumstance and like you mentioned his past record. Uh, I think if he had a full team, he would have had a, you know, he really would have had no excuse. It would have been like, you either show, show up this season or you got to go. I think he got the bad end of a stick because of the situation we're in. But at the same time, I don't fault them for making a move. Uh, You have two and a half seasons already in the books. You got Trey young, one of the you know best scorers in the NBA. Uh, they want to see, and uh, they they want to see more this season, yeah. and they haven't yeah. got it. And, but I don't think it was all the coach's fault. But I think maybe this the timing was just perfect to yeah. make a move and kind of like 
rejuvenate the team. Yeah, and you bring in someone like Nate McMillan, uh, Andre, who's I mean, sorry, Jay, who's done really incredible work. Uh, the word of fuck is Andre? Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at a, 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 this uh, article here, but like he's uh, he's uh, he's done. He's, Nate McMillan did incredible work for the Pacers, and it was a kind of controversial deal when he was let go from the Pacers because he was getting them in the playoffs, getting some hard nosed work out of all the depot and those guys up there, uh, and now he might be stepping into Atlanta, and if he turns Atlanta around, figures out how to use Trey Young better. I wonder if they were having conversations behind the scenes with him, maybe behind Lord Pierce's back, and they were speaking with him about what would you do differently? What do you see for the team? And then eventually they made this move. Uh, that's what happens when you have a, a you know a coach who's been successful in other places on your bench, a la Jason Kidd. You can't right. always trust that you're going to keep the job here, right? Yeah, but Jason Kidd is not the person you want to be your I'm head just, coach. Yeah, I agree, but I'm just <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's been around the league. He's, he's been in that head coaching position. But who is really out here like, yo, yeah. we need to get Jason Kidd. Ain't nobody said this. Man. <laughs> like, but, it, 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 you know, you never know. You Sometimes yeah. we think that coaching staffs, we, we look at coaching staffs a lot of times and think that they all are a cohesive unit. And you don't understand sometimes there may be an assistant coach who has the aspiration of taking that job. And, yeah. again, if the, if the front office is like, so, look, hey, let me ask you a question. What are you going to do different? And if they're like, well, we would run this, blah, 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 then you're like, okay, okay. And then say, hey, let's maybe try to acquire some more pieces. Again, yeah. The Trey Young is one person. Trey yeah. Young is one person. He's just star, but he's one person. You're going to need some more help. Well, I mean, John Collins has been playing well. He had 35 points the other night. They just can't seem to get the other players on the same page over the last few games. And certainly that's been the run over the last two years with Lloyd Pierce. And here's the, I mean, he's a black coach. This is, we don't, you know, it's a, if there's one league that has black coaches, that is the NBA, but you imagine he'll fall into another situation that's good for him as an assistant. He was an assistant with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, for three years, then went to Golden State for a year, then Memphis Grizzlies for two years, then at Philadelphia for five years as an assistant, and been here obviously for two plus years with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that being said, another thing to throw in here is he was a teammate of Steve Nash at Santa Clara in college. The so how ironic. shouldn't have a job either. Yeah, and here's Nash leading these Brooklyn Nets quietly. No one's yeah. even talking to Nash about his, his like style or his techniques or his philosophies. They're all focusing on those three, those big three sticking out. So who it could be interesting if Nash brings Lloyd Pierce over to the Brooklyn Nets to be an assistant coach for him. Don't be surprised if that happens as well but you know wish him well it always sucks when you lose a job in the nba you want to see if you can put your philosophies in motion but sometimes you just can't depending on injuries or the players not responding to you just want to say this real quick yeah, one thing please. you can always count on and you kind of hit it on it to move forward yeah. we will never have to we, we will worry about it but overall you will hear of a black coach having a job at the nba overall yeah. over again yeah. There's no reason still Steve Nash and I don't give a shit what Brooklyn's record is. That is not that is the Nets players, not Steve Nash. There is a there is a big difference. Okay. That is you can see a team you like, yo, that's that's a well-coached team. That's a team that's the coach is doing a great job. Right. You look at the that's Kyrie K. That's Kyrie yeah. James Harden. That yeah. Steve Nash don't deserve no dip. 
he's the Barry Switzer of that situation. We got this. We're gonna take it. They're like, just we're okay. Because Scuba brings up an extreme point. Trey Young isn't the guy I want leading my team. Dude can't guard anybody. Inefficient score. Stutters the offense by taking bad shots. Dudes get frustrated playing with him. I get that, but that's why you got to have a coach who gets through to a guy like that and break his patterns, break his tendencies, so he can become a better player. That's what a coach is supposed to do. If he's constantly acquiesce, acquiescing to the star who's making those kinds of mistakes, it's not going to work out in the end for the coach because they're going to fire the player. That's for damn sure in a situation like this. And they brought in Rondo this year. And I, from what I heard, the reason they brought Rondo in was to kind of teach Trey Young how to be more of a point guard and not a shoot first kind of player. And and I guess Rondo also has says he wants to coach one day once he's out of the league as a player. So I think it's interesting for him to be there as a mentor to Trey Young. Yeah. And and Trey Young, like he'll just pull up from like you know way behind the arc sometimes, but he's he's really skilled. But I think he just needs to. And yeah. I, I heard this on another radio show, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but they say Kyrie Irving, they believe he's a better player when he's not the point guard. When he's like your second option, yeah. uh, he's somebody that can take over the game and attack, but he's not really the guy you want controlling the offense with the ball. I yeah, think he's Trae, the 1A. Yeah, I think Trey Young could be that guy. He doesn't need to be the point guard. He could be a shooting guard Ooh. or a small forward and just – be there as reserve to take over the game when need be, and yeah. give it to somebody else who's better at just facilitating. Because he's not, he may he could learn that. He's young, he mm-hmm. could get better at that. But I think he just he has a shoot first mentality. Yeah, and you know the ego of some of these players, man. They want to be the man on their mm-hmm. team, and so you see that. And maybe Trey Young is wanting to be that. But maybe you're right, JT. Maybe bringing in a facilitator helps Trey Young's game go to the next level, as we're seeing happen. I mean, Jamal Murray. There are comparisons to Jamal Murray and Trey Young. Jamal is making that leap over there at Denver, so there's a mm-hmm. difference. Well, but also, here's the issue too. But then it's it, better coached. Yeah. But it will play. This can also play into what Draymond says. Hmm. Remember that. Remember hmm. the con- remember the context of the conversation we had. I think it was last week or week before last about yeah. how when when you start talking about players and they're moving around and it messes with their psyche. So yeah. now mm-hmm. we're having this discussion about the Hawks firing their coach. We're talking about it falling on Trey Young's shoulders. Fans are talking about it. Other yeah. sports outlets will start talking about it. Then you start saying, "Okay, what you just said, Josh. Maybe we need to bring somebody in to help facilitate with him." Mm-hmm. So now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Trey Young. We were again going off of Draymond Green's comments, being a player in the league. So now, will that step up Trey's game or will it mess up Trey's game? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we shall see. We shall see for sure. And we'll monitor this as it goes along. Let us know. Uh, guys, you've been light on the Streamlabs and Super Chats. What's going on here? You guys are watching us right now. If you're enjoying the show, enjoying this content, the work we do here, please send in your Streamlabs Super Chats. Show some support. Keep the lights on in this place. Um, and you see the address right above uh, our heads there and also in the chat. I pinned it in the chat and it's in the description of this video. So please send in some support for the show all right let's move on to tiger woods uh, you know jt and i've done a couple of stereo shows uh last week fumbling around with that new app a little bit but we uh talked about this and uh, talked about the updates on it all but just want to throw out some more news about this and tiger woods in his first public statement for those of you who don't know he had this car accident last tuesday the day after we recorded game time the next morning <laughs> we got the news that at 7 a.m pt time in rancho pelos verdes uh he was a sole occupant of a vehicle that crossed over the medium, hit the curb, and then went rolling down the hill, uh, causing him to have multiple breaks in his legs. Uh, and they did an emergency surgery here. A lot of people speculating he would have lost his leg if he was going any uh, faster. He was going about 45 to 50 is what they're estimating here. Uh, mm. And uh, they did emergency surgery on him. They moved him to Cedar sinai He's apparently recovering and uh, getting better and released a statement uh, to all the people uh, who at the tournament this over the weekend who wore the red polo shirts and the black pants in honor of him. He said, it is hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. To every golfer and every fan, you are truly helping me get through this tough time. That was at the uh, WGC Workday Championship. That's what happened over the weekend. Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, and others wore those that those outfits to uh, to give love to uh tiger woods now i'm sure all of you know about the accident who are watching and jay and jt certainly know about it as well but i'm gonna throw this out there jay i go to you first on this i was reading the usa today and this is why i put this in here they spoke to three experts who analyze car accidents and analyze accidents that occur on the road and looked at that strip of a uh, road and they are speculating that tiger most likely either fell asleep was texting or was changing the channel on his radio when he lost control of the car because of the, the fact that the car does the, the the there are no uh uh skid marks on the road uh, pertaining to him turning or trying to stop he went right over the straight and then tumbled over uh the hill there in the car so i'm sorry yeah. i didn't mean to laugh because it sounds so cartoonish it was like what yeah. it wasn't no skid marks it just went yeah <laughs> yeah he didn't hit the brakes at all that's suspect they're saying yeah. he didn't hit the brakes until he actually went over the onto the hill, which yeah, the is why he, <laughs> he broke his leg because he was hitting the brakes so hard as he was hard. tumbling over. So, yeah, insane. Talk to me about this, uh, Jay. What's your feelings? about? do you think this is him falling asleep at 7 a.m. in the morning or maybe texting somebody and got into this situation? And what a what a, a terrible tragedy to happen here for him because it could mean the end of his golf career. Yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, it is the fact that we do pretty much assume that it's the end of his golf career. Yeah, you know, you know, depend. But I mean, he has come back from back surgery rehabbing, and that in itself is stringy, especially playing golf. Yeah. But for people that all their job is is to analyze traffic accidents and to say the only way that this has happened is that you had to have been distracted, because again, not to see any skid marks. I just need to know. I would more so go. I wouldn't assume that he was asleep at the wheel because, again, seven in the morning by this time we're called. We're coming out from, the, you know, further west side of the valley, Calabasas, all that yeah. traffic is moving now. 
Traffic yeah. is moving. So you're up. You got to be alert to this traffic. Like at that point, let's just be honest. He's going to work with Drew to, with Drew Brees at the time. So you're so you're up. You're ready to do what you had to do. Right. Changing the station on your car. That sounds like unless your dial in your radio is way far down right. and you're completely engaged in that. This sounds like the issue. This yeah. seems like what happened. You did this and then you were not paying attention and then you just veered. That sounds more like it. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Cherney, uh, J2, is a consultant who provides car accident analysis as an expert witness in court cases. And he's a former police detective as well. He said to me, this is like a classic case of falling asleep behind the wheel because the road curves and his vehicle goes straight. It's a drift off the road, almost like he was either unconscious, suffering from a medical episode, or fell asleep and didn't wake up until he was off the road. And that's where the brake application came in. Well, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah you know i mean this is all speculation i feel like we'll never know uh (laughs) tiger and his lawyers they they gotta they know tell him what to say what not to say like don't answer any questions uh i just feel like it's one of those things we'll never fully know unless he admits it like 20 years from now in some you know memoir he's like i actually did go off (laughs) (laughs) i was looking at something um texting one of my ladies again yeah so to me you know i think the fact that there was no break marks, he, he wasn't paying attention. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I don't think he was falling asleep only maybe because it was, they said he, he sped out of the hotel, like a bat yeah. out of hell. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like he was, he was awake. He was going to, to me. He was running late. Yeah. If you're yeah. stuck in traffic, that's when I start getting a little sleepy because I'm just like crawling. But when yeah. I'm like cruising down, like, you know, I, I just don't feel like that's, quite at the point where he's going to be like dozing off he's not going a straight arrow like in a highway where you're just like not moving at all like he was going through hills right so yeah yeah. it's hard for me to imagine that he fell asleep if anything he probably looked at his phone was trying to you know i i don't buy the dial because that guy's got enough money where he just has to talk and his car does whatever he wants (laughs) i mean he he has bluetooth and all that or if it's on or if anything the controls are on the steering wheel so I, I don't buy him grabbing, looking at a, a radio. That was like, maybe it was the 1990s. Uh, so, yeah. And the whole thing with the shirts, like, that's cute. Yeah. But, I mean, if they really want to honor him, they should have went and to like a TGI Fridays and hit on a waitress. Oh, come they on. Should all, uh, they should all on. go to TGI or Chili's and hit on a waitress. That's how they should really you know <laughs> give I, a nod to him. I was waiting until JT figured out game time and he just did. He figured out game time. This ain't sports center, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, also, also, I feel like with this documentary with Tiger Telling, you know, you remember, remember on Chappelle's show with Rick James, where Rick was like, you know, I never just did shit because of cocaine just me doing them. Like, I never put my feet on Charlie Murphy's couch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I never put my feet on Charlie Murphy's <laughs> couch. Like, Tiger going to be like, and I never just text around and drove and shit like that when I was being irresponsible. Yeah, I was texting and driving. Yeah, texting like, <laughs> this is, yeah. I, love, I love what the chat's pointing out. How do you not have a driver? How do you not have someone driving you to these kinds of situations? That's a fair yeah. point. Maybe Tiger likes the perks because they were letting him use that uh, as a universe car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 6,000-pound car. 
car, by the way, not your normal 3,000 to 3,500 mm -hmm. pound car. It was a large car that he was in. This, the uh, uh, the um, analysts also speculate that it did not go over and over and over. It probably tumbled once or twice. It wasn't because mm -hmm. it's such a huge car. It wouldn't go over that many times at a short amount of distance that it was from where gotcha. it landed. Also, if he had been going faster, they're speculating also that he wasn't going as fast as like some of the sheriff uh, sheriff's offices have been saying, uh, members of the sheriff's office have been saying he they, they speculate that if he was going 60 to 65 he'd most likely have had his his leg uh chopped off uh, uh if he was going 80 he'd be dead and so they think yeah. he was probably going about 40 to 45 which is why he was able to survive because when he hit that pole it, it would have absolutely decimated him if he was going 80 miles per hour would have been dead imagine so he, the news if his, his legs oh. were chopped off Oh, his right leg. That's what they and oh apparently they God. said. If they hadn't got to him uh -huh. when they did and acted as well as they did, they yeah. would have absolutely amputated his right leg. Can you imagine being the first person like pulling over to see Tiger, like yeah. crawling out of the car with no legs? It would be like Anakin. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. like Anakin down there. In the... <laughs> no, it didn't Terrible. happen. Terrible. It didn't happen. But that's you were what the chosen been one. Like. You were the chosen one, Phil Nicholson. <laughs> that's so terrible. That's so terrible. Yeah, but somebody would have been like this. It'd have been somebody with their phone like TMZ. You TMZ. Not, I don't believe what I got, y'all. Look, they be like, they be like, you see, they be like, you see Tiger right here. Yeah, here's his leg. What? Oh, what? you're not doctor that. No, that's real. That's real. I hate that's, you. That's crazy. Well, you know, yeah. thankfully that didn't happen. And uh, right, right. He's gonna make a full recovery, but it sounds like it's gonna take a few years. Stephen King tweeted about it because Stephen King really? said, wow. "Yeah, he because Stephen King was in that horrible walking. accident. Yeah. yeah, Stephen King was that horrible accident, and he said, you know." Tiger will eventually be back to 100%, but it's going to take years of hard work. I know personally, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's somebody who went through a similar thing." Yeah, so yeah, that's true. He well, he was hit from behind as he was walking home. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's mm -hmm. going to take some time to get over it. Yeah, R Rami Hashish, who's the principal at the National Biomechanics Institute, which analyzes the causes of accidents, he said mm -hmm. that Tiger Woods had a very delayed response, uh, and uh, it was suggesting he wasn't paying any attention at all um and that's the thing they're looking and he's also a lot of these experts too are a little upset at the sheriff's office saying all these things happened about the accident that has gone over and over when they hadn't even finished their investigation so they're kind of speculating a little yeah, bit yeah it was definitely speculation that but the they sheriff's had offices in tandem with tiger woods yeah. people to kind of cover up some stuff but they had every reporter in the world yeah asking true. them the same question 20 times they're just trying to give him something like yeah you know this guy might have been drinking alcohol looking at playboy magazines going 80 miles an hour they, you, they were just trying to give the, him stuff right they were trying to give him again <laughs> though yeah. for some reason for though for that hour three hour span the world focused solely on tiger woods oh, rolled yeah. over <laughs> yeah and these police officers answering as much as they could yeah. these motherfuckers like look mm -hmm. as of right now he alive what the fuck more do you want okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and it wasn't even the cops like the reporters were like was he on pcp like what happened right, it's right. like what are you doing? whoa whoa hold on <laughs> who comes out with pcp <laughs> yeah and was he doing crystal amphetamines amphetamines yeah, yeah. they're like wait you know how many people are in the car with like <laughs> calm down 
<laughs> so. Yeah, and, and it's fair questions to ask because, uh, you know, uh, four years ago, 2017, is when police found Tiger asleep in at the wheel in Florida. Yet again, asleep. A toxology report stated that he had Vicodin, Delauded, Xanax, Ambien, and THC in his system when Ooh, he was Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. This was. Let me tell you about Delauded. Let me tell you about Delauded. When I had my when I had my trach, when I had that my Delauded <laughs> is like it's it's oh my it's the greatest drug ever. Mm -hmm. They put this shit in your IV, and when mm -hmm. you feel it kicks in, like when it kicks in, you're like holy god, wow. and like it just you warp out. Delotted is on a level of Percocet. Every Delotted is just like they have to make. And when you're in hospitals, they literally stop giving it to you because you can be addicted more than morphine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want. I wonder. I mean, it, someone's like Delotted, Delotted, <laughs> Patrick Lambert. It was said you would bring order to golf. Like <laughs> this <is> true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ryan Christensen. If any uh, one of us who drives are guilty at one point of texting driving and had to veer. It's not an excuse, but it has happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could happen to anybody. Yeah, we, I mean, they haven't released any text messages or any phone records, mm -hmm. and they haven't looked. They haven't uh, released the information on the the car that has the the black box rather than the cards. So uh, we shall see. Tiger's not dumb. If it was anything that would put him in a negative light, yeah. like if it was like a Snapchat from like Tila Tequila, he, they're going to make sure that shit never sees the light of day. Yeah. If Tiger, that's what I was just about to say. If Tiger was looking, I'm telling you, if Tiger yeah. got some 7 a.m. titties, uh, them uh, titties will never be seen. Whatever he was looking at in that phone, yeah. we'll never know. That's You'll never know. Yeah. He probably yeah. was looking up the new uh, lineup for when Grey's Anatomy is coming on until his next shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all right, so we'll see what happens. Of course, we all wish him, for all jokes aside, we all wish him a speedy recovery and hope he comes back to playing golf or at least comes back to being able to live his life, you know, his kids, all of mm -hmm. it. He's been through so much, and if you watch that Tiger Woods documentary, certainly it gives you a big, big taste of what he's been through. Self-imposed self, uh, and also not, uh, not self-imposed. Uh, that he's had to navigate this is just yet another tragedy for a guy or another situation rather for a guy who's really had to navigate so many unfortunate situations in his life again some to his own doing some not or uh, some of his own doing but some not so we shall see how he bounces back we wish him the best all right we've got some uh stream labs that have come through and ladies and please keep sending in your stream labs and your super chats on this please tim kaskuba says what's up gentlemen jay that blurred after dark with the world girls had me cringing and laughing all at once last night <laughs> what were y'all's thoughts on the nba all-star reserves any snubs anybody you take out personally i think bam deserved it over randall tim let's put a pin in it we're going to swing back around to the all-star situation in just a little bit so we'll get to that jason earhart thank you jason said wanted to throw y'all some love on this monday thanks for the hard work y'all are doing what are your thoughts on Lamelo ball for rookie of the year i was anti this draft pick at the time but he is honestly warming on me go hornets hashtag go hornets yeah uh, let's go jt he's an nba guy you tell me Lamelo ball uh, he's been looking good under yeah. Gundy's uh, coaching. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, I, I think he's the one that stuck out the most. And then yeah. this isn't like the year where there's like three or four rookies where you're like, who is it going to be? Like, it's not a super strong rookie year. Right. So I think him being on Charlotte, who's playing a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they were going to play. Yeah. Uh, and he's starting right out of the gate. So. Is he starting or is he coming off the bench? No, he's starting, right? Uh, he's starting. He's starting. Yeah. yeah, he is starting. So to have that kind of, you know, minutes and to impress, uh, and he's a ball. So he's going to yeah. get a little more attention than some of these other rookies. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's probably the lead candidate only because there's not anybody else that's like 
blowing through the gates. Like this has to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. He's been playing really well and shout out to James Borrego. Who's the first Latino coach ever in the NBA. He's the coach of the Charlotte Hornets. So to see as a head coach, I mean, as a head coach. So it's great to see him getting some uh, love uh, for the work he's doing with LaMelo ball. Uh, I don't know where are they at right now? What's their, what are they standings at for Charlotte right now? Are they close? Oh yeah. They're in eighth place. 16 and 17. That's not too bad. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Hayward's playing great. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ex-Boston ex Celtic. Uh, and, yeah, they just have good chemistry. And they have a good team. Yeah, and they had that incredible win last night against the Kings when they were down, what, eight points with mm-hmm. uh, 30 seconds left or something like that. And they came back and actually won the game thanks to Crazy. Malik Monk and what he was able to do for sure. Uh, all right, we got one more stream live that came through from Practic Gramble. He said, thoughts on Eyes of Texas issue at the University of Texas. Did you guys hear about this at all? No, I did not. All right, I don't follow uh, college very much. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, the Eyes of Texas song is something they just fired their head coach, I think, from Texas a few months ago. They're about to hire Sarkeesian who had been the offensive coordinator over at Bama. Uh, But there have been some issues with uh, the song in the eyes of Texas uh, because of some of the lyrics in the eyes of Texas and some of the uh, connections to the eyes of Texas. Uh, And so uh, the coach there who had been there before, I can't remember the guy's name, but he said that he was fine with his players not singing the song, trying to respect his players who might have an issue with it. Obviously, this caused some issues with some of the Texas Sponsors and boosters. No, this caused some issues. No, this caused some issues with some rich white people who got <laughs> mad because those darkies not finna sit there and fall in line. I know exactly. I, ju- I just saw it earlier on Facebook. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the song, their, their fight song has a lot of racist shit in it. It's Texas. Really? It's Texas. So now I'm not saying all Texans are racist, but Texas, you already know your state. Let's keep it a buck here. So yeah. He was like, the coach was like, yo, my players are like, yo, this ain't cool. And then you got these donors. Well, if I know what's good, where's the money? It's all white alumni who were like basically trying to say these niggas need to know their place. It's the same shit with the NFL when black players were kneeling. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Here are the lyrics. The eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Do not think you can escape them at night or early in the morning. The eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn. A UT what professor. What the fuck you think that's talking about? <laughs> Sounds like they're running to the, the plan, railroad. It sound like the plan chasing black people running for freedom. I've never heard that before until now. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, UT professor Dr. Edmund yeah. Gordon explained the nodes of racism. Uh, it's in the songs past as well, what it's connected to. You're right. And so this has been a situation that has come up and uh, Sarkeesian came out when he was hired and he said, all my kids are going to sing the eyes of Texas. No, one's not going to sing it. If they're going to play for Texas, of course, all the people at Texas got all excited about that. So it's an interesting situation that is like, as we go into this, and especially in someplace like Texas, by the way, who almost went blue in this last election, it's an interesting uh, stand to take. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's the stand that we need to take in 2021, for God's sakes. It's just a school fight song. People put way too much energy and importance and stuff like this. It's just a song. You can well, change it. What is well, the big well, fucking deal? Because here's the problem. People keep trying to say, oh, you don't, they don't want to, quote unquote, change history. You don't want to, you don't want to eliminate history. Nobody's eliminate. You can't eliminate the his first of all let's yeah. let's let's just do this real quick ladies and gentlemen please go ahead 
America has never owned up to its biggest atrocity ever. You know why I know it never owned up to it? Because it always keeps trying to say, we've moved past it. No, you've never owned up to it. Every Southern state is a part of America's biggest atrocity. Now, this does not exclude other states as well, even some Northern states. Again, Illinois is a red state, only blue because of Chicago. So this country has never acknowledged it. And so what it is, is people like, let's just sweep this shit under the rug. We are not Germany where the fact that if you mention Nazis, you mention Hitler, you can be arrested. That's how much they hate it. But guess what? They at least they try to be like, Ugh, nothing happened, but they have no choice but to acknowledge it. America has never acknowledged it. So it stays predicated in these fight songs where these fight songs are literally t- chance of war, not against the school because it was so easy to use niggers and colors and all this in those lyrics. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I always hated the line, oh, that was the past. Let's move on. Yeah. You need to shine a light on it as bright as possible. So yeah. it's never repeated. Uh, you have to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you push something into the dark, uh, it fades away. No, you should sh- shine a light on it. So mm-hmm. everyone knows going forward about the yeah i i hate that excuse oh yeah and anything even has a hint of racism should be thrown out i don't care if it's a song a flag whatever the hell it is uh if it's a part of something that's vile and evil it has no place in society going forward so yeah i I don't disagree with you kick that song to the curb man hell yeah man we're supposed to be strong americans and strong people so i think we can survive certain songs or statues or whatever being taken down it's not that big of a deal let's grow up let's grow up and move on for god's sakes um yeah the university of texas just signed a signed a sarkeesian to a six-year 34.2 million dollar contract guaranteed by the way uh and they also approved 21 million dollars in guaranteed contracts for his staff so when he was on the radio show Tiki and Tierney, which is Tiki Barber and uh, what have you, they spoke about this situation with him about uh, keeping the eyes of Texas. And he said, uh, what did he say? He said, we have a lot of confidence. Uh, we have a big relationship guy, very authentic. I'm very upfront, very real. We have a lot of conversations with our players. I think we're going to try to express to them why we think it's important to sing that song. Whether it's bringing in an Earl Campbell or Vince Young or Ricky Williams, the greats who have sung that song as well, and why the sport's singing that song, there's going to be a lot of dialogue. I hate, why it I hate that, that shit. I yeah. hate that shit. What you just basically said, look yeah. at these look at these black folks. They did it. They're doing yeah. it, so you do it. That's just like when motherfucking racists on Facebook and Twitter and every place go, Candace Owens said this, Ben Carson said that, suck right, right. my dick. I, I'm sorry. It just gets I me know. so frustrated when people do that. I get it, brother. I get it. Because then what they're basically saying is, look at this nice Negro. Why can't you do what he does? Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's exactly what that's, that's exactly what they're saying. Yep. 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 And those people probably even know what they were singing or didn't understand what? the history behind it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And a number of players have come out against a number of former mm-hmm. players and current players have come out mm-hmm. against singing that song. So uh last I checked. Last I checked, we're still living in America, and it's your right to not sing that song, especially when 
I'm not even paid to play football yeah. for you. I'm paying. I'm playing for free mm-hmm. for you. Uh, to and you're gonna tell me that I can't that I have to sing a song that I find is offensive or racist? Why are you taking away my agency as a young man on the football field uh, to say no? I don't want to sing this, and I shouldn't have to sing this. It's ridiculous what they make people do uh, out of this because uh, it's essentially. 21st century slavery. We're going to make you do this against your will, you know? And so it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, I, can't, all right. I can't have a name. Yeah, it's got to go. Uh, <laughs> it's got to go. Ferris Mathuna. Thank you, Ferris. Thanks for joining us, brother. Dropping a, a great donation. said, this is for Jay dropping facts. All right. Thank you, Ferris. <laughs> Very kind of you, bro. Appreciate uh, it, yes. it's, just, it's, it's just frustrating when this thing keeps happening. It's, it's again, you, 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 I'm tired of seeing these these coons be used as a scapegoat for black people to say, oh, if they're doing it, you should do it. That is not how this works. Again, yeah. yes, black people, we are not a monolith. Everyone is allowed to think their own, express their own free thought. However, there are black people whose free thought is very detrimental to black people everywhere, i.e. a Herschel Walker, a yep. Candace Owens, and so many others. Yeah, and Herschel Walker's son, too. Yeah, all that's all that stuff they're spewing. It's it's mind blowing sometimes. And it goes just like Jay said a couple of weeks ago on the show. What all skin ain't kin? That's the truth. Skin folk ain't kin folk. Nope. Yep. Yep. It's on the Latino side as well. Trust me. Uh, Mr. Goya over there uh, at the uh, CPOC convention over the weekend talking about how, uh, you know, Trump is still the president and he's, it's been an election fraud. It's all that bullshit you have to deal with. Or Ted Cruz, for God's sake. I'm going to need, I'm going to need every media outlet. I'm going to need every media outlet, really. If you, I know everybody's not going to see this. I know they're not. And I yeah. know if you're, if you're on YouTube and this goes with us too, I need people to stop giving a fuck about what they say. Mm-hmm. And here's why I mean that. Here's why I mean that. Let them talk. Stop giving them a platform and reposting it. Oh, Trump said this. Stop putting you're doing what he got banned on Twitter for a reason. But because he says something, you all feel like you need to retweet the article that says what he says or or everybody else. Stop it. Agreed. Let them Agreed. speak into the ether. Like treat them like you mute people on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, yep. I wish what you said would happen, but that it's just not going to happen <laughs> not in today's day and age. Although it I sucks. will say. <laughs> Although I will say, JT, not a lot of people covered that uh, that speech of his last night. So thank I've been, God. Yeah. Well, listen, I've been on Twitter all day, yeah. not much has come out about it. Yeah. Well, him being president just you know magnified everything yeah. he did. True. So thankfully, True. now that he's out, he's still gonna get attention. But it's I've noticed since he's been out of yeah. office, the amount of just garbage on my Twitter and online has definitely reduced. Yeah, <laughs> when he was in office. Yeah. And every single day it was an onslaught of stupidity. Yeah. So thank God it's just reduced to the point it is at exactly. something. Exactly. All right. We're going back to sports. I saw we lost like nine people watching us. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. We're going to, we're here back to sports here and let's talk a little bit of Russell Wilson news. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for the uh, stream labs. Keep sending them in. You see the address there above uh, Jay's head. You see it in the uh, description and I pinned it to the chat. So please keep, keep sending in your support for the things that we're saying. And hell, tell people the show is on right now so we can replace those nine viewers real quick. All right. <laughs> let's move on to Russell Wilson. The trade rumor is starting to heat up uh, here. This, uh, mm-hmm. There's a number of, of, uh, outlets who are dropping stories on this the athletic dropped a really great incisive uh story about what is happening here between russell wilson where the genesis of this division or this rift between him and the seahawks is happening jt and i did a stereo episode on this where we talked about it and it's apparently about the fact that russell wants to 
have an offense that's more aggressive, that he can throw more, that he can wing it out there, where Pete Carroll wants a more even balanced offense, more running, less throwing, all of that. And this has been an issue that's been they've been slamming heads about apparently for the last few years. And it really came to a head this year when uh, Russell Wilson stormed out of a meeting before a Thursday night game against the Cardinals. Uh, and this is after Russell had thrown some interceptions over a three-game stretch that were not in Pete Carroll's mind as a, a positive thing to do for the team. So this has been happening. All in the backdrop is the fact that Russell Wilson has been sacked almost 400 times, way more than Good any Lord. quarterback Jeez, has ever Christ. been sacked in Good his God. entire career. Uh, and he has had to do, he's had to play quarterback and be as successful as he has with an absolutely crap offensive line for numerous years. I mean, the year he won the MVP, the, the, the O-line was fit, was ranked fifth from the bottom. Uh, and the year he took him to the uh, the year he took him to the I think the title to the Super Bowl title they were last on uh, ranked in the O line in terms of uh, uh, protection and what have you. So this is where you start to look at this thing. And it, it, Wilson, Russell isn't out of the realm of blame here either. He wings that ball around. He extends plays. He throws bad interceptions. But maybe you would have to explain extend plays if you had a damn good O line that kept him in the pocket. He could feel comfortable. So uh, JT, we're seeing all of this, and then we're seeing these names that popped up: Dallas Cowboys. Do let's say it's Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chicago, Chicago Bears. So uh, there are a number of places that are saying this is possible. I was looking at some of these deals. Do you think this is all possible? Because uh, ESPN said a lot of sources in the NFL side, the executive side, are saying this is going to happen sooner rather than later. Do you think we're <sighs> it's possible? Uh, obviously, anything's possible in the NFL. Uh, I'm, my question is, the article, does it sound like his riff is more between him and Pete Carroll or the yeah. organization as a whole? It sounds like him and Pete Carroll. It sounds like him and Pete Carroll. Let yeah. me tell you, if I'm the owner of the Seattle Seahawks and said, we are going to get rid of Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson, goodbye, Pete Carroll. You got yeah. us a chip. Yeah. You lost one. You know He's getting up there in age. Let's bring in a new young quarterback with maybe a more offensive mind. Yeah. And let's keep one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, again, I've said this every week. Nothing is more important in the NFL yeah. than a quarterback. And you're not just losing uh, average to good quarterback. You're losing one of the best quarterbacks in the game, hands down. Uh, the fact he showed – yeah, he throws interceptions. Of course, every quarterback does. But his knowledge of the game, his – there's nothing he does bad in my book. He's accurate. He can throw the deep ball. He can run with the ball. He's an all-around package. Yeah, he doesn't might not have the speed of like Murray or Mahomes or obviously uh, Lamar Jackson, but he has everything you would want in a quarterback yeah. in today's day and age for offense. He can yeah. do it all. Yeah. Uh, and I get him wanting to maybe press the ball more. I mean, you got Metcalf there. That dude's been a, he's a beast. Yeah. Uh, he can throw the ball. If it comes down to I'm Pete Carroll and I want a more balanced run first defense, I mean, if that's the head coach, he has every right to have that kind of balance. To me, what opens up the passing game? A good running game. Yeah. So you have to have a balance. Uh, yeah. So it really comes down to me. The quarterback and the coach aren't getting along. Mm -hmm. If you had to make a move. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I would move the coach. I just, I'm not going to lose Russell Wilson if, if, for any reason whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I agree. Carol, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, I agree. If you got, if I have to choose, if I'm the Seattle Seahawks front office, I'm the, I'm the owner, I'm the you know, football operations, all this. And I look and I have to weigh my options. Do I lose Russell Wilson where the only thing I really need to do is get a coach he can go with and a solid O-line or get rid of Pete Carroll by Pete. Yeah. Because I lose Russell. You know what fuck around and happened? Russell goes to another team. They win a Super Bowl over us. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I mean, granted, we talk, we know, we know that the, you know, the Raiders and the Bears and all of so most of them are NFC teams, but, but in general, the potential for him winning a Super Bowl over us can happen. Yeah. So I would try to levy that as much as possible not happen. I'm getting rid of Pete Carroll. You will get another job. You'll you'll be good. Okay. You did what you need to do, but now people already have these things about you. But yeah. you do whatever you can to keep Russell. But the problem is again, goes back to earlier. If that riff has already been set, several. <laughs> that bad and now his wife is in his ear with the things of her wanting to leave it's it's easier for him to want to step out the door being russell and now now you have to have seattle convince him to stay right more than saying anything else yeah well looking at the the ringer broke down some of these possible how this could happen if if he went to the cowboys and a lot of people say it's not going to happen because they're they're definitely going to sign Dak. but the the way they could do this with with the cowboys is the cowboys would receive russell wilson in a 2021 second round pick the he seahawks would get prescott a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 second round pick uh if he went to the raiders which is another team uh, the Raiders would just get Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks would get Derek Carr, a 2021 first-round pick, 2021 second-round pick, 2022 first-round pick, 2022 second-round pick, and a 2023 third-round pick for mm-hmm. one guy. That's six then, things. I, that's why I count when you're doing it. That's yeah. six things, for, mm-hmm. not for Russell Wilson. <laughs> not for Russell Wilson. <laughs> if the Bears want to do it, now, Jay, you might be interested in this. The, the, they would, the Bears would get Russell Wilson and a 2022 Third round pick, the Seahawks would get defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, tight end Jimmy Graham, quarterback Nick Foles, a 2021 first rounder, a 2022 first round uh, first round pick, a 2022 fourth round pick, and a 2023 first round pick just to be able to get Russell. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you didn't say Roquan Smith, Akeem nope. Hicks hurts. Akeem Hicks yeah. hurts, but Roquan Swift, and you didn't say uh, Khalil Mack. Nope. I don't care. You said Jimmy Graham. He can go. <laughs> Jimmy okay. Graham can go, yeah. He can go. That is a package that, as a bear, look, I know I just said, well, you just yeah. said that six sounds too much for Oakland, but what he just literally said for Chicago is not a detrimental thing. Mm. It's I, not detrimental. I agree. Right. When, you, when you were listening that off, I'm like, if I'm Chicago, I'm making that move <laughs> I'm telling, if i'm chicago i'm telling every player you name yeah. i'm calling them up on speed down i'm matter of fact i'm sending a group text hey guys what you know it's only the six of you in this text you might want to start packing don't worry we'll tell you officially what happens later like again it, it sounds funny but when you have to weigh you know numbers number of items versus value of items yeah yeah it's possible and the last one is uh the saints oh sorry did you want to chime in on that jt I, I'm just saying 
for me, if the Seahawks actually let go of Wilson, yeah. For me, if you have Wilson, you are a contender every year. Yeah. Uh, as long as you have a decent team around him, you're at least going to make close. You're going to be sniffing the playoffs, or at least going to make the first round or a yeah. wild card. The second you lose Wilson and you have Derek Carr or some of the or some QB they get right. in the draft, you're almost in a rebuild. Uh, you're and you, your odds of making the playoffs are going to go down huge. Uh, I think if you want to be relevant in the NFL, you got to make the playoffs. Yeah, unless you're the Cowboys for some reason, but you have to <laughs> make the playoffs. Uh, and I think you just can't let go of Russell Wilson. I mean, you have to give you'd have to give away so much, and I still don't know if it'd be worth to get rid of him. Yeah, uh, right now, uh, see uh, if they let go of, of Wilson or trade him before June first, he is uh, thirty nine million. He'll count thirty nine million dollars in dead cap mm. space. If he's moved after June first, he'd still be thirty nine million dead cap space, but it would be thirteen million in twenty twenty one and twenty six million in twenty twenty two. So <laughs> clearly, this feels like this deal ain't gonna happen until after June first. And any team acquiring, he's remember he's thirty two years old, so maybe he's got three, mm-hmm. four years left before the age starts showing. Uh, and there'd be three years left on his deal, so you'd have to pick up the deal. Uh, the team would have to pay him nineteen million dollars in guaranteed money this season. 24 million next season and 27 million in 2022. That's a lot, bro. Yeah, John, age. We can no longer say age about anybody. Okay, fair enough. We officially Brady has officially made it. He, I I don't care what people might argue, it might, you know, like people say, Well, that's Brady, he's the goat. Yes, but at the same time, he has made it now. He has proven him, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers, even though Philip is officially retired, yeah. have now shown that we can't say age anymore. That's true. When it comes to quarterbacks, we can't say age. And Russell hasn't had the type of injury led in season that like some of these mm-hmm. our players have had. He's never really had a major injury like yeah. that has seen him. I mean, even Brady had that one year where he tore his ACL. Yep. Uh, besides that, he's been there almost every game. You guys make great points. Yeah. I, I take it back. He could be. He could. You could have ten to thirteen years, ten to fifteen years of Russell, depending on how yeah. he takes care of himself for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's. I mean, yeah. Point. He won't. You don't. Any place where I'm not getting. Ta- I've been. I've been sacked four hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, four hundred. Right. Yeah. And I haven't been injured severely since. Yeah. Now, this is not to try to you know jinx anything, but it's saying now if you put me in a situation where I'm protected. Yeah. You're you're gonna get longevity out of me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. one last uh, one last uh, deal could happen if the Saints go after uh, Russell. Uh, the Saints would get Russell and a 2022 second round pick, but the Saints would have to give up cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, outside linebacker Quan Alexander, and then a 2021 first round pick, a second round pick, and then a 2022 first round pick, second round pick, and a 2023 first round pick. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is. Yep. That's a lot. You the Saints, you like y'all Godspeed. You do what you do. Because if you just say you don't want to give up Marshawn Lattimore, all that, and all those first and second round picks. Yeah, that's a lot. Because you're in a you're in a rebuilding phase. Alex has a great super chat. Yeah. I just saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, since drafting Wilson, the Seahawks have only had one season where they didn't have ten plus wins. They went nine and seven that season. That's at least that's that's what I'm telling you. Yep. If you have Russell Wilson, you're guaranteed to be sniffing, if not make the playoffs every year. Yeah, uh, that's why some of these, some of these packages you're telling me they sound like a lot, but <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, you know how much a team's gonna make if you have Russell Wilson and you're making the playoffs every year. Yeah, 
Uh, you just have to be good with cap space and you have to be good with drafting and trades because you, you are giving up a lot with the drafts. But listen, right. the drafts aren't guaranteed. How many draft picks? You have no idea they're going to even work out. I, I, the Patriots have not been good at drafts in the last like five, seven years. They've been <laughs> horrible. So if you went back in time and said you get rid of all these draft picks and you can get somebody like Russell Wilson, yeah. take them. I, yeah. I would take them in a heartbeat. So to take the known – for the unknown, I'm going to take the known, especially when it's an elite quarterback like Wilson. I agree. I agree. And before we move on here, we got some Streamlabs that have come through as well to, uh, on that super chat. Jason Ehart says, Russell will never go to Chicago because Trubisky is just way better. Wink, smiley. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason Ehart says, Russell to the Panthers? I don't think so. They're looking at uh, Deshaun. That's yeah. where they're looking at Carolina is. So watch mm-hmm. out for that deal possibly happening. Um, and uh, Joe from Cali says, I haven't followed Seahawks too closely. Is Pete Carroll overrated as an NFL coach? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Know. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you All why. Right. Because he, the, there's a difference between you making the weapons you have work. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is an amazing coach. Belichick has taken, again, Chris Hogan. I will always say that. <laughs> but he's taken players you've never heard of. Yeah. Him and Tom Brady have done that. Again, the year he won, he had the Legion of Boom. He yeah. had Marshawn Lynch. He had Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So you let, and you're seeing now that it was the players, not the coach. Right. You're yeah. seeing this. Yeah. It was the players, not the coach. And if Wilson leaves, I think you're really going to see what kind of coach he is because I think Wilson, a great quarterback, makes up for a lot of you know bad things yeah. on a team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Patriots lost Brady. And we didn't even make the playoffs the next year. Yes. But also, again, I but I hope but I the Patriots is the one team I've always said, even from the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. because the majority of the Patriots starting defense was like, Hey bro, they're I'm out. not yeah. doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I like though the fact that they set out this year, like you know, Dante Hightower, who is in Chung, who are two of basically our defensive captains, they they their contracts get extended in our year. Yeah. So it's not like we lost that year. They didn't play, but we still get them for an extra year, which I'm happy about because imagine having those players and just losing a year availability. At least it gets pushed backwards. For a year. Right, that's, that's, the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I'm like, you, you look at it like that when it comes mm-hmm. to the Patriots. Like, yo, they weren't, you know, granted, everybody's like, well, COVID affected everybody. This is true. I get this. But when you have the majority of your nucleus of your team is like, nah, bro, I'm good. It, yeah, people I'm good. forget. At one point during the season, like the Patriots and Tampa Bay's uh, record were yeah. almost this, were like the same. Well, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Belichick, with what he didn't have in a broken down Cam Newton, did pretty well. There were a couple games there that you know were came out to the last second. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Cam Newton against Seattle. He, it was a fourth and one with like no time left, and he just couldn't get it in there. If he would have broken outside, they would have won that game. So there's a couple games where. They easily could have came in as a wild card. So next year, with all the weapons back, all the defense back, all the sixty million plus in cap space, Patriots are going to be better next year. I, I guarantee. That's, that's a fair point. Because yeah, you're right. Because you know Bill's going to want to come back and stomp on everybody who questioned him. And you're right. There was a moment in the season where they were their records were tied. I think it was in the yeah. middle of the season. Middle of the season, and, and people were having these long debates about whether Belichick yeah. is right or Brady was right. So yeah. that's a fair point there. Uh, let's move on to our next thing here uh, real quick, and then we'll jump into the NBA. The NFL's uh, minority hiring rate for open jobs 
nearly doubled over this past year. Uh, this is a new report from ESPN. The position open positions in the NFL nearly doubled to 34.6% in 2021. Uh, it's a study obtained this past Friday by the Associated Press. Minority hirings included three general managers, two head coaches, three offensive coordinators, six defensive coordinators, four special teams coordinators, and three quarterbacks coaches the minority hiring rate was 18.8 percent in 2020 uh but interview requests for minority candidates also increased from 47 percent i'm sorry to 47 percent from 22 percent uh 12 of the 28 candidates interviewed for head coaching positions were minorities um but there's still only three black head coaches. There I was are, I was waiting yeah. on you to say the head coaches. I was like, you can you can holler me all about the DCs, OC, special teams, all that. Like holler me right. about the the head coach position. But I, I want to balance that out because we're gonna address that real quick, Jay. I want to balance that out. The data also shows that minority head coaches have been given second opportunities at a higher rate than white coaches from 2000 to the present. Eight of 21 fired minority coaches got another head coaching job. Of the 115 fired white coaches, only 22 got a second chance. So you're 38% versus 19%. But also you got to look at, well, they've only had 21 head coaches that could have a shot at this thing So versus 115. But that being said, Jay, any positives to take away from these numbers? Are you happy that it's increasing but we're not seeing it necessarily at the head coaching position? Um, I, I, best, I guess the way I'm supposed to respond is, man, we are getting so many crumbs right now, but eventually those crumbs are going to you know, equal whole morsels mm-hmm. and from those that's morsels fair. will have a whole meal. That's, that's literally how I'm supposed to see it. Again, yeah. I'm happy when you look at the coaching staff of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The, the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneer coach right. staff was phenomenal right. to see that, to see all who, you know, who hold Super Bowl yeah. rings. Yeah. But when you're looking at it, it's like, oh, man, it doubled from 18 to 36 percent. We're talking about a league that's been around over 100 years and over the past 40, so 30, 40 years. Again, mm-hmm. I forget, forget we're in 2021. We're in 30, 40 years. A certain demographic has made the most of the league, mm-hmm. has made the most of the players of the league. So when you're telling me this, it's like. I'm supposed to look at it as progress, but it's taken this long. It's not really that. And again, yeah. the, the head coaching situation is its own, you know, that's its own monster. Right. Right. So, yeah. I'm curious how many of like assistant coaches, you know, defense, offensive, how many are minorities? Because I feel like they should be hiring not just head coaches, but outside of the head coach. Cause a lot of times those are the people who get yeah. Promoted the head coach like Brian Flores in Miami. He was a, yep. a great defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Now he's having great success in Miami. Um, so yeah, I really hope. I'm curious because a lot of things you read that was overall that wasn't just yeah. head coaches, correct? So yeah, three GMs, mm-hmm. three offensive coordinators, six defensive coordinators, okay, four special teams coordinators, three quarterbacks mm-hmm. coaches. But yeah, those are still. But someone pointed out just now in the chat. Mm-hmm. This is a great point. Uh, what did you say? Uh, yeah, this is oh, sorry, from Aisha. Oh, no, you just that's for me. That ain't for you, that's for me. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> MBJG said the NFL had a horrible minority hiring rate three years ago. I don't trust these high percentages is meaningful. Changing one higher to three is 200%, but it's still, but still on, on three, three. three. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, uh, what, what she just said, hi, she just said, that's for you, that's for you. Happy for Monday, you. trust me. I trust me, for me, really. Yeah, Aisha's one of my patrons, so I see her all the time. If you say what? so. You know, I think it's. I can. I, I can text. I can text her real quick if you want. I, if you I want to know. I think it's for all of us. You want I can text her real quick if you want to. You want to. I used to watch you clear it up. 
I can oh, text hey. her real quick if you want me to verify this. I think she just did. I think she just <laughs> All right, make it happen. Make it happen, Jay. Make it rain. All right, well, one last thing to get into here is uh, Alex Smith's going to be released by the Washington football team. Mm. No surprise here. Uh, apparently, there's just issues with money and moving forward. He's 36 years old. It's great that he came back, but he's going to be he'd be $19 million in salary this year, and uh, we don't need to do that. So we're going to save $14.7 million Toward the salary cap, we'll still have eight point six in dead money, but that's better than spending nineteen million on quarterback. You don't really want to take you into the future. Yeah, um, I want to so. ask you a yep. question, John, because yep. I mean, I did watch the game where he came back. Uh, he came off the bench because of injury, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't get to see straight. as much. Yeah, I didn't get to see as much game time. How did he look to you as a quarter starting quarterback? I thought he was perfectly serviceable as a okay. starting quarterback. He was effective. He was uh, efficient with the ball. And I think, I think honestly, I think we'd have come real close to possibly upsetting the Buccaneers if he had been our quarterback. Seeing how well Heineke played against those guys, mm-hmm. I think if Alex Smith had been our quarterback, he could have gotten the ball in the end zone a couple of times when we couldn't get the ball when we got down close to the end zone. So overall, I think if Alex had been back at op- full mm-hmm. operating procedure, we could have gotten to an NFC championship. No lie, with that defense. That defense was vicious. So yeah, so, so do you see 30, him going to a backup role or do you see him trying to go for a starting role? It depends on what what teams are out there hunting for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville's desperate for a quarterback. I think he'd be fine in Jacksonville. They've got some nice weapons down there. Uh, they're that's trying to make Trevor Lawrence their guy. Oh, that's true. So they're trying to make Trevor. Said he'd be Trevor Lawrence's backup. No matter, like that's a rookie that's coming in. That's a rookie that's coming in the game for sure. Mm-hmm. That's one of those. You are you are starting. You are a starter. No ifs ands or buts about it. So yeah. well, when it comes to Jack, what happened to Minshew? What happened to Minshew? He could mentor him. Yeah, he, they don't give a shit about Gardner Minshew. They like yeah, <laughs> what's happening the with them? Like, they're like you here for the moment. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, shit about <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, what happened to him? Is he going somewhere else? Is he staying there as a backup? Him and his porn stash can go do, yeah. do something in Jacksonville. <laughs> but I think I, another person, another, another thing I saw online that really made me think was he could go to San Francisco. How insane would it be if oh, the circle man. ends back at San back Francisco there? for Alex Smith? I, would, not, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I'll tell yeah, you right I now, I, I would take him as a backup in, in New England. And oh, my God. I would love Jesus it. Christ. Hell, you can forty nine. Look, right now. San Francisco has no idea what they're doing at quarterback position anyway. Yeah. They have no clue what's going to happen. We already know it's they're they're acting like oh, it's Jimmy G. Nope, but who's who's Jimmy G's backup? It was like nah, probably not him. They have no clue what's going on. So yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tushka says Alex Smith is uh, my dude from KC, but uh, yeah, he's there's no way he's going back to KC, but certainly. San Francisco would be very, very interesting. I'd love to see that as, as kind of an end of the fairy tale story of him coming back. Um, like, he'd be a yeah, good but, veteran backup. Uh, yeah. I just think, like, if your quarterback goes down and Alex Smith is coming in, you know he knows the game. He, yeah. He's not going to, you know, run for 20 yards or, you know, blow it up, but he's going to be serviceable. He'd be a great serviceable backup quarterback. I think that son of a bitch going to sign with Dallas. I fucking know he's going to sign <laughs> back up. And, Who and knows? Beat us, beat us next year. It wouldn't be a bad sign. Yeah, I don't think so either because I don't think Dalton is coming back next year. All right, let's jump into the NBA here. Uh, uh, this is uh, JT's forte. Uh, dude, a lot of great stuff happening now. You know, people are to feel we're about to get into the all-star break here. But yeah. uh, last night, the Bucks uh, did an incre- incredible work against these Clippers, man. Uh, J- I, took, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I just put Gian- Giannis. Giannis. Yes, <laughs> 36 points, 14 rebounds, yeah. five assists. 
and four blocks, and they won this game in Milwaukee against the Clippers, erasing a seven-point deficit uh, uh, by outscoring the Clippers by himself, 17-10 to 10 in the final eight minutes and 30 seconds. Pretty incredible work. The Bucs had lost five straight. Now they've won five straight. Mm-hmm. People aren't making as big of a deal about them winning five straight as they did when they lost five straight. Mm-hmm. Is that because they expect them to win? Is that what this is all about? Or do you think the Bucs have kind of figured out what was wrong during that five-game losing streak, and now they're back on point? Yeah, I watched this whole game yesterday. Okay. Um, I watched it from beginning to end, and to me – I think the I give definitely Milwaukee some credit, but the Clippers were did have lead for quite a while there, and yep. Patrick Beverly had a really off night. Like he was awful shooting. He just he was he was committing fouls, and he's a great defender. Uh, Kawhi looked good. Paul Paul George did not look very good. He missed two key shots in the last like two minutes of the game, last minute of the game. Uh, yep. He took a three, and he went for I think like a layup that he missed. Uh, so for me, I felt a little bit more like the Clippers let it go instead of Milwaukee coming back and winning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee was moving the ball around pretty well. Giannis is just a, you know, he's a force. He, yep. You can't, you, all you can do is contain him the best you can. Uh, but Middleton didn't even play that great in my eyes. Uh, so to me, I felt more like the Clippers let it go than it was Milwaukee enforcing their will and bringing it back. Um, with the team the Clippers have, they have so many weapons and I just, they weren't really hitting their shots. So to me, Milwaukee is still, they won, but I don't give them too much credit for it, especially coming off all those losses. Fair enough. Jay, you look at the situation with the Clippers. Now the Bucks have beat, the Bucks have beat, beat them last year, twice, both times they played them. Mm-hmm. Whipped the shit out of them, 119 to 91 uh, on December 6th uh, of 2019. So they've had like the number on these bu- on these uh, Clippers for quite some time. Leonard and George only shot three for 15 for a total of six points in the fourth quarter. And yeah. we saw last year how they've kind of faded away when the pressures come on. How Paul George doesn't step up to the plate in these big games as consistently as Kawhi does. Uh, they went scoreless and missed nine shots combined in the final three minutes and 23 seconds. This is a team that still just doesn't have it there mentally, don't you think? Sir, sir, the PG-13, the PG experiment in L.A. is a flop, and everybody knows it. (laughs) Everybody, look, we gave, we tried, because of the situation in which we're in, yeah, because of the the panorama that we're in, we in the bubble last season, and I bring up both, we took mental health into consideration a lot more. And I say that with Paul George saying him going through depression, et cetera, et cetera. So we didn't, so we didn't put that hawk on him. Like, yo bro, they brought you here to do something and you doing it. He was like, I've been depressed. We was like, we get it. The confounds of the bubble, et cetera, et cetera. But in all actuality, this Paul George in LA with Kawhi experiment is a failure. Mm -hmm. He is not what they thought he was going to be. Yeah, plain and simple. Kawhi is like Kawhi don't care anymore. <laughs> Kawhi got his rings. Kawhi, like, I'm, I'm at the crib now. I'm playing at home. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if he doesn't care. I mean, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he doesn't care <laughs> yeah. per se, but it's like that Kawhi Leonard hard drive we used to see when he was in San Antonio when he got to Toronto was like, I'm gonna get y'all this chip. We don't see that over here at the Clippers. We don't see that. Yeah. Well, this is what I'll say. Watching the game, especially in the last two minutes, where Milwaukee was down, and I think Milwaukee at one point was up one point with like a minute to go. Yeah. The last two possessions were two shots from George. Yeah. If I'm the Clippers, Kwai's my closer. George mm-hmm. is going to get you points throughout the game. He's going to do what he does. When it comes to winning the game, 
I'm putting the ball in Kawhi Leonard's hands. So for for George to he bricked a three. It was it was a decent look too. And I, he, when he took it in, he just straight up missed. Uh, I just think why is Paul George got the ball in his hand twice to win to possibly win the game when you have Kawhi Leonard, who's your best player on that team by far? Yeah. Why is he not getting those looks? And I think that's an issue. If I'm the coach, I'll be like, listen, Kawhi should have the ball at least one of those two shots. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna get two shots to win the game, give one to Kawhi, give one to George. Yeah. But in my book, I would give both to Kawhi. I mean, we yeah. saw what he did in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that's weird is they're trying to make the Paul George thing work so hard that it's not going to happen. He's not consistently going to show up. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's an alpha dog on a bad team. That's what he is. And he'll mm-hmm. never be, uh, I don't know, 1B on a team because his instincts get kind of shut down and he can't quite take over because he's got to defer to Kawhi and Kawhi is the man. And I don't think Paul George can operate in this situation. He's one of these players that just can't do it consistently enough mm-hmm. to make it make sense. So I think in the end, that's why I don't think the Clippers, no matter how much they talk about, it, they're going to be a big threat, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they're going to be – and Tyron Lue doesn't move the needle for me yeah. at all. Uh, look, Tyron Lue got a chip as a head coach. He's got a chip as a head coach no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't hate Paul George. Like, I he can be effective on this team. I just you got to know how to use him and when to use him and yeah. when to use Kawhi Leonard. So for me, it's just like I do blame the coaching a little bit. You got it, but it's an ego thing too. George wants to take that last shot once in a while too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what though? Do it during the season, playoffs. Give it to Kawhi. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you got to make it to the playoffs though. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll make it. They'll make it to the playoffs. They got too much talent. It's true. That's what are they, how far they go? That's a different story. That's another question. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the JT versus John Roca special here. The Celtics took on mm. the Wizards and they ended up winning this game 111 to 110. The Wizards have been playing excellent over the last 10 mm-hmm. games. Uh, and they've really come into their own. They're coming off a victory over Minnesota a couple of days ago. They come into this matchup. I thought for sure we would handle this team that's been struggling mentally. Kemba Walker had an incredible night the other night. But I thought, but yeah. they there hasn't been consistency here. And who stepped up for them? But Jason Tatum. Tatum, baby. Scoring 31 points, man. Talk to me. Tatum shows he has that clutch gene, man. That's one of the yeah. hardest things to get in the NBA. Paul George does not have the clutch gene. No, uh, okay, he just doesn't. Uh, it's a hard thing to have. Uh, and Tatum just shows he's not afraid of the big moment. Listen, they should have lost the game. Yes. Okay. Beal got that rebound. You take it. I don't know if they didn't have any timeouts. He should have took a timeout right there. Once he realized he was stuck in the corner. Maybe they're out of timeouts. I don't remember. But yeah. they both, they trapped him. He, he tripped. He stepped out of bounds. Tatum drove, got the and one, game over. Mm-hmm. So th- it was really hard. For, they made a mental mistake, I think. Yeah. But you know what, Washington, if you're going to make these kind of mistakes, make them now during the season. Learn yeah. from them. Uh, anytime you have Brown and Tatum on a team, we're going to have a chance to beat you. Uh, we're never going to be fully out of it. Yes, there will be times where they get killed. But even though Washington was on a run, your two best stars against my two best stars – I, I felt it was a 50-50. It was a coin flip. Westbrook yeah. and Beal, Tatum and Brown. I mean, Kemba, he did have a great game uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah. It's great to see him have some, you know, signs of life. But, yeah, well, I, I don't I, know. 
I, I think it was a wash when it, when you look at our stars. It was more the reserve or the or the uh, role players who stepped up more for the Celtics to get that extra one point victory here. Because I mean, Russell, I mean, Beal had forty six points. Yeah. And here, here's one of the craziest stats, Jay. Uh, uh, the Washington Wizards, uh, when Beal scores forty plus points, I think are zero and nine. So basically. <laughs> Stop scoring once you get to 39. Just don't score yeah. any more. Wait, wait. Wait. I was hoping you were gonna say, like, oh, they're like like, like seven and three. I thought oh. was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, and nine we are when Beal scores 46 points. I mean 40 points in the game, and that sucks because Russell Westbrook had 24 points and coming off his triple double. He was fantastic. So I mean we're hanging with the greats. We're hanging with the good ones. Certainly the Celtics were in the Eastern Conference Championship last year, so uh, finals rather. So, I mean, we're, we can do what we can do piece by piece. I think we're going to get in that mix, but uh, let's move on real quick. But, I mean, JT, another thing to think about, and Jay, here in the East, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the New York Knicks are above 500 this late in the season. Yeah, bro. By Tom Dibbett. They're hey, literally bro. Fourth place in the East. Yeah, hey, bro. A couple hey. games that could be they could be an eighth. Like the whole East is they're, they're all like a few just a jump away from so to me it's so it's so I got I yeah. I'll say what it is about the Knicks. The <laughs> no. Knicks are gonna have a good record until late till Tom Thibodeau run them into the ground. <laughs> cause because he did that shit in Chicago with them. And, mm-hmm. and the players were like, yo, look, we but I, you gotta, res- you can respect the coach. But the players are like, "Hey man, he running us too much. He gonna run, he gonna fuck around and run him into the ground, and then you are gonna have that moment. You know, you gonna see what happens." <laughs> I don't think it's the Knicks getting way better. I think it's just the East is really bad after you get past like the first three great teams that they're all just kind of battling for mediocre mediocrity. So yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is. And the it's depressing. The Celtics have too much. They have those great two talents. They have Kemba, who's up and down. Yep. I'm re- cannot wait for Smart to get back, but the Celtics don't have a lot of depth. They yeah. do not have a lot of depth, and that's what's killing them. They need some. Sh- they need. I would love for them to like trade for JJ Redick or somebody who could just come out of the bench and give you automatic shots and points. <laughs> they need some perimeter shooters, man. Yeah, that's fair. You look at it. You're right. I mean, the Sixers are 22 and 12, who've not been playing well for the last week and a half. The Sixers, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, 22 and 13. The Milwaukee Bucks, 21 and 13. Those are the three. And then it's the Knicks, four it's games the, later, yeah. 18 and 17. It's, it's the cliff. That's <laughs> yeah, the cliff, exactly. Yeah. And then so. you've got the Miami Heat at 17 and 17. But that being said, I mean, you got to give uh, Thibodeau credit for what he's doing. Nobody expected much from these Knicks to see them, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. Seven of their last nine games. Uh, so, I mean, that you got to give them credit for. They're mm-hmm. above 500 for the first time this far in the season, for the first time since 2002, 2013, when they went 54 and 28. So that's kind of crazy to think about how they're finally at this point. No one wants to give the Knicks. Everybody's like the Knicks just, everybody's just like, it's the Knicks now. That's how we brush them off. I I would love nothing more for the Knicks to be a great team again. Because when the Knicks are, have a great basketball team, the NBA just feels more exciting. Yeah, uh, I feel when I was a kid growing up, you know, watching Ewing and Stark and all these guys, it, the Madison Square Garden when they have a great team, oh, yeah. it's, it's electric. Like it's depressing that they've been this bad for yeah. this long. Uh, it really sucks. I hope they. I mean, listen, I'm a, I, even though as a Boston fan, I want to. I want to play the Knicks and have some good, you know, games. But mm. I don't know. They're not going to get there with Derrick Rose. Yeah, <laughs> Derek. 
Derek had 15 <laughs> points. He's, I mean, he's, he's a good veteran player right now. He's not, like, horrible, but no, you're right. Hey, man, you let, you let Derek live, man. Derek <laughs> yeah, live. <laughs> I like Rose. Dennis but. Smith Jr. had seven points. Jeremy Grant, though, had 21, and they shot uh, – from the Pistons, rather, they shot just 38% from the field and 9 of 32 from three-point range. Mm. They've lost six of seven. Of course, Blake Griffin is sitting – this whole time he's been sitting I now know. for two weeks. Just where's he gonna go? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what is he gonna? What are you gonna do? Because no it's Blake Griffin, and you realize like yeah. people are gonna pick him up, but we might as well have him. It's just like meh. I, I'm guessing the phone's not going off the hook over there. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ringing asking, "Where's Blake? <laughs> you know. hey, why is Blake not on yeah. the floor? Ain't nobody <laughs> rushing doing no yeah. shit like that." I like this Haskell Knicks fan goes, "We still suck." All, still right. Suck. Fair <laughs> All right, fair enough. But I'm just saying, I mean, I think it's great. great. It's a moral victory. Yeah, that's true. And Tim <laughs> Thibodeau, look, I'm Tom Thibodeau, rather. I mean, you can argue about him, and you're right, Jay. He does run teams into the ground. Uh, Lord knows he would have killed Jimmy Butler if he had a chance to you know, in a couple more years. But, you know, he does get results. Not at Minnesota, but certainly in other places he was getting results. And who knows if they'll get into the playoffs themselves. But it's nice to feel good if you're a Knicks fan. 35 yeah. games in the season. Uh, another fan base who should feel good, and this feels like a little more realistic and a little more uh, correct uh, that it's happening is the Heat. The Heat are now 500. Oh, they're back well. at 500. They were near the bottom of the Eastern Conference two weeks ago, and they just now jumped up into 500, and they are just below the Knicks at 17 and 17. Kendrick Nunn at 24 points. Bam out of bio at 16 uh, and 13 rebounds, and the Heat extended the NBA's longest current winning streak to mm-hmm. six games. By beating the Atlanta Hawks at 109-99 Sunday night. I guess this is what led to Lloyd Pierce being fired once and for all, JT. But you can't deny the the, the Heat have really found it. And they did this without Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So, incredible. Yeah. It's just crazy to show you. If you have a good week, you could climb out of yeah. the bottom of the NBA East and be like – so like, And, you know, that's what the NBA is. They go on runs. The teams yeah. will go on slumps. They go on runs. Yeah. Um, Again, we'll see what happens after All-Star break and what teams, once trades are all settled and people know exactly who their team is going forward, I yeah. still hope this, the Celtics I need to make a move. I don't yeah. know what it's going to be. I have no idea at this point, but I feel like they got to do something. Uh, and, you know, the Heat, they have a lot of talent, and they show yeah. the bubble. Like, they when everyone's, when everyone's clicking, they could be really dangerous. So yeah. I put them – I give them much more respect – than the Knicks. Uh, if you're asking me who would I rather play, I'd rather play the Knicks than the Heat right now. Yeah. You know, Jay, we saw the Heat get into the Eastern Conference Finals last year and whoop up on the Celtics getting into the Finals. They shocked everybody going through mm. that playoffs, uh, and they maybe have found their mojo getting Jimmy Butler back, going on this run. We don't know the extent of Jimmy Butler's knee injury, but still, they look like they can play against at least the crappier teams. They can get their victories like they're supposed to. The the East is not a, a threat. of You know, it's not littered with threats. Like you said, like JT said earlier, it's three threats in the East. It's three. Mm-hmm. It's three, three threats. Monster, yeah. It's a three-headed monster in the East. Celtics so, can make a push if they make a trade and get their shit together and Smart comes back, but they're still. What for? So you get to the finals and lose again in the conference? I, you get, you get, I mean, yes. I, I want to get deep in the playoffs. If you don't get deep in the playoffs with these two superstars, yeah. then you're you're not you're not fulfilling what you need to be doing. Yeah, just, just see it. Doesn't matter. We're seeing what happens again. The All Star break is supposed to be this. You know, you get a chance to refresh and rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you'll see what whatever trades may happen. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like 
you know, if Jimmy Butler's knee is serious, more serious than what we know, because we're only going to be, we're only going to go off of what we were told. Yeah. And, and the rest is we're going to see as his gameplay goes along. Yeah. So it, it really, it just varies. It's true. Uh, the Heat are listing Butler as day to day. Spolster said Butler was with the team for the shoot around Sunday morning and the knee, quote, didn't loosen up the way he wanted it to. And he believes the issue is minor. Let's hope so. Because, yeah, you can win one or two games without Jimmy, but eventually Jimmy is the engine that makes this whole thing work. And they mm-hmm. start winning until Jimmy came back. So that, that's the thing to think about as well. Anytime you have a player that could be effective on offense and defense uh you know a lot of times in nba you see these players like Kyrie's not gonna you know he's he's okay on defense yeah but anytime you get one of these players that could really make a difference on both sides that's huge for any team yeah agreed and look uh, atlanta i mean lloyd pierce whoever's gonna take over atlanta you're not coming mm-hmm. in with, with an empty box here John mm-hmm. Collins had 34 points for Atlanta, grabbed wow. 10 rebounds. Clint Capella had 20 points and 14 rebounds. And Trey Young <clears> just <throat> had 15 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. <throat> he also shot three for 14, so that's going to affect your overall sideline. But the, the Hawks themselves just went eight for 35 for three point range. So that's what you got to figure out is that shooting. You got to figure out the scoring on the outside. That's where you're going to get your victories. And if this is a consistent issue with the three-point shoot, they got to address that. Whatever new coach comes in, they don't address mm-hmm. that. You're not going to do much better than Lloyd Pierce did in the end. So we shall see what happens with that. Also, uh, just to add on to this, another team that's kind of uh, finding its way again after an injury here, uh, the Lakers won their second game in a row here after losing Anthony, after they had gone on a bit of a losing streak after losing Anthony Davis. So what do you take from this, JT? The Lakers getting two wins here. Does it mean anything at all? Whatever wins they could bucket right now until Anthony Davis is back. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, it's it's bonus. Uh, yeah. Until Anthony Davis is back and healthy, uh, that's all they care about. Uh, I would keep Anthony Davis out. Whatever the doctor said, I would hold out two extra weeks because <laughs> you because you don't. I, mean, I wouldn't take any chance because him and LeBron are your team. Right. The, these role players. They play the best when those two guys are on the, the court because it opens up everything. Yeah. So don't take any chance bringing him back early. Make sure, you know, he, he when he comes back, he needs to be 110%. Yeah. Because as long as you have those two, you have a chance to win it all. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, Jay, anything on the Lakers? No, you good? Hey, man, look. I'm 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 my my energy that I had is fading. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Hang on for 20 more minutes. Uh Derek Blaney says Tibbs is the reason Rose got hurt, left him in the late of a playoff game up double digits. Jay? Oh no, just that's the truth. He was yeah. running the shit out of again, he was running <clears throat> the shit out of and it, it, he was playing Derek and he was playing Derek times when the Bulls had the lead and the game was over. He was still running Derek. He was like, "Yo, you don't need him in. Like every, even we were fans, like, yo, you can take him out. And then you just ran him down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even if Derek wanted to be in those games as a coach, you have to do what's best for the player, even if it's against their will sometimes. Because a lot of times these players don't want to come out, they, they yeah. want to keep playing. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes that- it's to meet like certain goals for their contract. Like, hey, I need this to make double doubles, triple doubles to, you know, get a bonus. But I don't think that was the case. I think Tibbs just, yeah, he rode him to the ground. That's yeah. a shame. Tell that to uh, Shanahan, who rode RG3 into the ground that playoff. Yep. Fucked <laughs> his whole career up, with son of a bitch. Uh, all right, before we get into the All-Star game, let's uh, let's talk about the Streamlabs that have come through. Who's spinning arts? And great to hear about more black coaches in the NFL still. I'd rather see a lot more black coaches in the top college football teams. Mm. Seeing all powerful white men controlling the lives of mainly black kids is horrible optics. Jay? 
Yep. I think Jay, I think Jay bowed Jay out for free. a second. Oh. Bowed out for a second. All right, cool. Uh, I uh, I don't I don't follow yeah. college as much. Is it is it that much worse? How could you be worse than three head coaches? Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Damn, there's there is not that many black head coaches in uh, in college football. I mean, it's mm-hmm. different from of course the uh, the black universities. Then the college football, main college football, there is not a lot of black head coaches. So I agree. There should be more of that. I don't know what kind of mm-hmm. Rooney rule you pass for that, but certainly that should be something they focus on. But of course, boosters uh, and uh, te- and presidents, university presidents push back on that because God damn it, you're not going to tell me what to do with my football team. So it becomes mm-hmm. that kind of issue instead of understanding that there's a message that can be sent here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, gentlemen, scientist uh, says, uh, hi, crew. Big question about the Warriors now is what happens when Clay Thompson comes back? Looks like mm. Andrew Wiggins or Kelly Oubre will be the odd man out. Who do you keep? Oubre is averaging 15.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 assists. Wiggins is averaging 17.1 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 2.1 assists per game. So, JT, NBA expert, who do you drop? I, I, I don't drop any of them at first because Thompson coming off two like year-ending injuries – I don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. It might take him a year just to get back to like, you know what he, a good player. I, I really don't know. Cause that's such a question mark. Uh, you, you hold on to those guys. You reduce the minutes for Thompson when he comes back. I don't think he should just start right away. Yeah. Um, again, Durant came back from ACL and looks amazing. He does. But Thompson has played two, almost two years now without basketball. Yeah. Yeah. How is uh, his conditioning, you know, just everything is too many question marks. Now, if he comes back, and looks amazing. That's when I would start asking those kind of questions, right. but until the Thompson of old is back, which who knows, he might not ever be the same player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know. It, it's too much of a question mark. So you got to keep as all those guys as you can until we have a better idea of what Thompson is going to be and how he's going to work with this team. The, the day of the splash brothers, I don't know if that's ever going to be the same as it was back in the day. Yeah, and Draymond Green just went out with an injury last night against those Lakers. We're going to find mm. out how uh, serious that injury is when it's all over. So, Sorry, guys. See- I had to go tinkle. Very, very right. bad. No problem. You're a man. That's like a- <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll see. I, I think if, you, if you're going to – I think you take Oubre. I like Oubre's up. I like when he played with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He played great for the Suns, so he's been consistent. Wiggins came out of that uh, Minnesota situation not mentally. A lot of questions about his, uh, his mm-hmm. approach to the game, his preparedness. So, yes, he's playing well for Golden State, but for one year, does that mean he's consistently – or second year, rather, does this mean he's going to consistently keep doing it? Who knows? But you're right, JT. We don't know what we have and, or make that decision until Clay Thompson comes back and you see what you have at Clay Thompson and mm-hmm. you can actually play games. Man, getting- Clay got to get past just the practicing and rehabbing. Yeah, shit. that's the same. Two years out of the NBA is a long time. It really is. Uh, all right, Joseph Kern, uh, Streamlab here, he says, Hey, fellas, sorry I haven't donated in a while. Are we buying the Jazz as legitimate contenders, or is this like the 2014-2015 Hawks that won 60 games and got smoked by LeBron in the playoffs? Mm. Chances we get Kaiser back soon to do an MLB preview, a season preview. Absolutely. I will talk to Kaiser and get him on for sure. Maybe <laughs> even talk to Napsock if he'd be up for coming on. That would be great in all baseball uh, a breakdown for the season. But yeah, uh, JT, what do you think of this situation here? Do you think uh, the Jazz are legitimate contenders? Do you think they've learned over the last couple of seasons? Yeah. Some of the tough playoff losses and exits that they already taken over this year? Yeah, they got two great players who then they play great defense. They have great depth on the bench probably the best some probably the best depth of the 
the whole West probably. Honestly, they have great depth. They have people who can hit shots, spread the floor. They move the ball. They're never static. They don't just give a ball to one player on top of the key and walk to the side and let him create play. They're constantly uh, passing great. You watch them, they're like a picture-perfect fundamental basketball team when it comes to sharing the ball, not being greedy. Joker off a pick and roll. His pick and roll game is fantastic. And yeah, I, I think they're easily one of the best teams in the West. Uh, they beat the Lakers pretty bad just yeah. what, like a week ago. Um, yeah, I, I think I, absolutely. I, I don't see anything on paper or what I've watched to make me think they want to be a contender. Yeah, I mean, they're 27 and seven right now. They have mm-hmm. 11 game win streaks, eight game winning streaks. The, this is the team uh, that, or nine game wins, rather. This is the team that you cannot play with. Somehow, uh, some way, they, they've kind of established themselves coming out of the gate again this season. And they it feels to me like this is a team that, was, that has been battle-tested in the playoffs now over the last two years. They've taken some tough losses. Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. had to figure things out. But because it's, it, it's the battle-tested in the, the playoffs, yeah, but can you make it count? Yeah, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell goes down, injuries and everything. Utah's mm-hmm. been this team that's been so much promise for so many years now. You get what I'm saying? Like how much, how long we'll keep holding on promise on what they can do and see but, what they will do. But Joker's playing better than I think he ever has. Uh, and I think, you know, they needed those years of the playoffs to grow, to be a better team. So this is what happens a lot in NBA. These teams who have a lot of talent, it takes them a couple of years uh, bat- being battle tested, going deep in the playoffs, yeah. playing in big games. And I think if they don't do it this year, you get far into the playoffs, it'll be a disappointment no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll absolutely. be an absolute disappointment. Uh, but with the team they have right now and the way they're playing and the stars that they have, they're set to be con- contenders for the next couple of years or until yeah. somebody decides they want to leave for a huge contract. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just think the talent they have, uh, it's unquestionable they're, they're going to be good. Yeah. And they're yeah, going to make it right. Well, and like you said, if they don't, then we start having that Philadelphia 76ers conversation. Exactly. Yeah. A team with a lot of talent, but can't get over that hump. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. All, everything they do in the preseason, uh, the regular season, rather, doesn't mean a damn thing. You've got to get to those playoffs and then show me that you mm-hmm. can win. Like Toronto, right? Toronto was killing in the East for so many years, and LeBron would bitch slap him out of the playoffs every <laughs> time. And it wasn't until they got Kawhi that they understood what it was to have a championship mentality mm-hmm. to win and get in the and get into the finals and dig that thing. Yeah, yeah. The biggest knock against them is how young they are. Yeah. Um, and but young teams can still get it together and win these games. Uh, Jordan says they're not beating the Clippers or Lakers in a seven game series. With the amount of injuries the Lakers face, who knows? Uh, if you tell me Anthony Davis goes out halfway through the series, they could easily win. Yeah, You saw them kick their ass. The Clippers uh, showed last year in the playoffs, they just might not show up a a game or two, and they could lose the series. So I think Utah could be either Clippers or Lakers. Yeah, I I think Clippers definitely. Denver came back 3-1. Yeah. And and beat the Clippers. So And Denver is a team we keep underestimating as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they just got to figure they got they have to figure out consistent. Yeah. They they have you have the pieces. If you're Denver, you need to realize you have the pieces, you have the weapons. Make it count consistently. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I like Joker and AD battling it out too. Like I feel like they're one of the teams that have somebody that can actually they're not going to shut AD out, right. but he, they have somebody that can go toe toe with them when it comes to scoring. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And AD having won a chip gives him a little more confidence and aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. It's wanting one. There's always a difference between someone wanting one and when you've got one. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a difference in that moment. Someone's just a little bit hungrier than you are. Uh, Tom mm-hmm. Brady's the only one I think I've ever seen, and Jordan. Those two were the only ones that I've ever seen consistently don't give up. They want to kill you every single time they step on a court oh. football field. You have to drag so, Brady off the – Brady will not come out of game. You know how many Patriot games I've watched where Brady's been up by like three touchdowns and he's in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go. I'm like, why is this man still in the game? This is a contact sport. That man like, no, no, I got a point to prove. Yeah, yeah. He will not come out. It happened in the Super Bowl. He was throwing passes when they were up by 30 points. <laughs> yeah. Fourth quarter with like three minutes left. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? He, he does not come out of the game unless he absolutely has to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's see. Let's talk about a little bit all-star here. The NBA all-star game uh, is coming up. It's uh, happening. Uh, the, the voting rather began on January 28th. It's uh, And they uh, put this thing out here. We've got the all-stars here. The East starters. Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. The reserves are James Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine. Hey, Zach Levine, Jay. Ben Simmons, <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see, they made some changes here. DeMontis Sabonis now replaces Durant. So he will be in there probably as a reserve, mm-hmm. I imagine. And then on the West, you've got Steph Curry, Luka, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Joker over there starting. And the reserves are Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Davis. Uh, Devin Mm -hmm. Berger will replace the injured Anthony Davis at this point. So, uh, JT, I go to you first on this one. Thoughts on overall? Do you like this uh, matchup? Are you surprised by the inclusions? No, I mean, I like that Booker got thrown in there because yeah. uh, a lot of people were angry with that. Uh, Luca, I, I'm excited to see. I watched Luca play against the Nets our day with, uh, and the Nets are still impressive because Harden was the only one in there. Kyrie and Durant were out. Mm-hmm. And Luca just, just looks fantastic right now. He, Luca looks unbelievable. Um, yeah, so when does the dra- actual draft happen for the All Star game? So don't oh. they. Hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep talking. What yeah, because I'm just curious because both the captains draft. And yeah, they pick those are the yeah, players available. It's like available. Yeah, those are the players available. So I'm curious when that's gonna go down. Cause that's and I love that when they did that last time because it actually made the all-star game matter. And it felt like it wasn't just oh, here's we're here to play and dunk. Like it yeah. got serious, man. Like the last quarter, the last all-star game felt like a real a bunch of people who like did not want to lose. Uh so I'm excited for when the draft happens. It's happening March 4th. So it's happening March 4th. Oh, which right. also, by the way, uh, you are not invited to Atlanta. Just the people <laughs> yeah. watching. Yeah. Atlanta has told everybody, if you ain't from this city, stay the fuck out this stay city. Out. <laughs> LeBron didn't even want to go. LeBron doesn't even want, I mean, there's another. Yeah, that's true. Don't you know what? Out. To be quite honest with him, yeah. I'm be honest. This is the all-star game, and it's a big deal. It's, it's you know, it, it, sometimes, depending on the situation, it could be bigger than the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. the all-star is a, is a week-long party. Mm-hmm. But we talking about Atlanta, Georgia during the coronavirus and people are not going again. Atlanta can tell you don't come here for this. People are going to come to Atlanta. If I'm LeBron James, I'm like, nope. Is yeah. Atlanta allowing any fans right now or no? Yes. I know they are yes. allowing some yeah. fans because mm-hmm. I just can't imagine an all-star game without any fans like wasn't that. It, wasn't it Atlanta where LeBron got oh, into oh, girl? Yeah, that's, oh, where that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The girl with their. Uh yeah, I saw that. Courtside Karen. She was yeah, and she was with like some older dude and 
She was like, she's 27, and everybody was like, where? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad there's going to be some people in the audience because I just, All Star Game almost feels like if you're not going to have fans there, because that's what literally what this game is supposed to be for is the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you're not going to have fans in the stadium, like, why even have an All Star Game? Yeah. Uh, So I'm glad they're at least going to have some fans. I don't think I really I hate to say this and I hate to be this dude, but I don't think we need the all-star game this, this year. I don't like, I agree with you a thousand percent, my man. I don't think we need it either. Look, I get we got I get yeah, I money. Get I, money. Get, <laughs> I get we got the Super Bowl and they were like, yo, the Super Bowl gonna be what it is. But at the same time, bro, we talking about look, everybody keeps thinking because there is there are four vaccines out there that mm-hmm. oh, you can do what you want. Again, Roca, I still stand by my statement on yeah. Monday night football will be presented to you by either. AstraZeneca or Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm promise you, one yeah. of them, one of them uh, companies will be the presenting sponsor of Monday Night Football. Yeah. But I just, you know, again, yeah, Atlanta been doing and Georgia been doing what it does, but it's just like, man, I don't. And we're, you know, how they say we're so close. Yeah. We don't need we because this shit is going to be. I mean, there wasn't, and I know the argument is, was there a big spike after the super bowl that's the mm-hmm. argument right we as of now ted we haven't heard of anything look thank god we haven't heard we haven't heard of a mm-hmm. massive spike some people may have contracted the virus unfortunately but we haven't heard of a massive spike yeah mm-hmm. but again man yeah well my when i think of the all-star game i think of this weekend celebration mm-hmm. of the nba with these celebrity games the three-point con- and it feels like and that it feels like it, the whole city just becomes like a party mm-hmm around that stadium and i just if it's not going to feel like that i agree why even have it yeah but again like i said money (laughs) they want people to tune in that's why we're doing wrestlemania jay you know that it's gonna it's money and that whole week (laughs) gonna be doing shit they're gonna be trying to sell out everything not again now that was people were worried about the super bowl spike i was like i I tweeted (laughs) i was like yeah you motherfuckers worry about the wrong event yeah i said y'all worry about the wrong one because fucking Fucking WrestleMania is not one, but two nights. Two nights. And he well, they that's are just letting, that's just Darwinism at that point. <laughs> yo, and people and it's people fly in from all over the world. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like granted, we still. I know. I granted, wow. we still have like we still have travel restrictions in some instances. Like mm-hmm. there's certain countries you can't come in from no matter what. But yeah. yo. <laughs> <laughs> you're not lying man you're not lying it's crazy you know part of this thing that's really cool though is that uh uh brown and randall and levine are all making their first all-star game that's good at least on your resume and contract negotiations especially julius remember julius randall is you know was a, a kicked off laker remember there's a number of them who are rolling out doing great work uh on different teams right now uh and levine a lot of people are surprised to see what levine's been able to do tatum and vucevic are making their second all-star game but devin mm-hmm. booker is coming in for a second all-star game but it's the second time he's come in as an injury replacement as a reserve point, this motherfucker's got to come in full on as i mean he scored 43 points the other night to lead them against the the, the timberwolves so. he's in phoenix man he's in phoenix he's in, <laughs> he's in phoenix he's in phoenix he's in phoenix with a solid ass you know at the times where he was going as yeah. the solid ass west so again he's going you're looking at this from the west you're like yeah, Devin Booker is going to be right there on the cusp. If he was on the porch, if he was on the Knicks, come yeah. on. If he was on the Knicks, oh, he would yeah. be. If he was on another team, yeah. If he was on another team, he'd yeah, be yeah. even for sure a starter. Right 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I put him over Paul George for the love of God. I don't. Yeah, know I would I too. Paul George in that in this situation. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So well, anyway, good stuff for them uh, to, and it's taking place on March seventh, so that's next week, uh, um, on Sunday uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and so look out for that, and maybe we'll cover it on the show a little bit. Hold on, I want to just around real quick. Who said it yeah. worked last year? Here's the thing. The NBA All-Star Game was in Chicago last year at yeah. the start of the pandemic. Yeah, true. Yeah. This was before anybody. It only worked because yeah. we didn't know. We didn't know, yeah. We yeah. didn't know. And I'm telling you, I know a bunch of motherfuckers who went down yeah. with the virus afterwards. Because they were like, because, again, people didn't know what it was. They were just like, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I got bronchitis. All mm-hmm. this. Yo, that, don't think that shit was great Bro. that time. I'll say this: I'm glad uh, Brown and Tatum made it because you know it's hard sometimes for two players, unless you're LeBron and AD. But a lot of people are saying either Tatum or Brown would make it. They didn't think both of them would. So as a Celtics fan, I was happy to see they both made it on there. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, especially when your team has been so inconsistent this year, it's been mm-hmm. surprised to get both of them. Oh, you said WrestleMania. WrestleMania worked last year because there was nobody. Yeah, <laughs> there were. It was nobody allowed in. Even if you were a part of the company, and were not on the show that night, and they yeah. also pre-taped. They did. Here's the beautiful thing about WrestleMania: what they did, they pre-taped a lot of the shit. Yeah. So they yeah, were like the boneyard match was pre-taped. <clears throat> no, not just. I'm not talking about the cinematic shit. I'm talking about regular matches. Oh right, you're were right. pre-taped. All They're right. not going to pre-tape this year. That's for sure. Not all. <clears throat> The, the Randy, the funny Firefly Funhouse match is going to be pre, it's going to be yeah. sick, of course. Yeah, Ryan Christie says no Raptors. Come on, Fred Van Vliet should be in there. I agree, Ryan, but stop giving COVID to everybody, and maybe you fuckers will get in. That's the problem. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> sir. I mean, did you... the Raptors just had to cancel their game because seven of their fucking players got COVID. So they, they're not even playing at home, are they? No, they're not. That's they, the they don't have a home court. <laughs> So, yes, you're right. Fed Bambi does deserve to be yeah. in there, but they can't take the chance with all these people getting COVID out of Toronto, <laughs> man. You can't mess around with that shit when you're trying to make this thing. I mean, you imagine getting LeBron getting COVID. Mm. The NBA would lose their motherfucking minds, dude. You can't be mm-hmm. having that situation um all right let's uh let's move on to our last thing here as we wrap up i want to give a tribute to uh, one of the legends of uh, sports broadcasting irv cross passed away uh just uh, yesterday at 81 years old what an incredible career he was a pioneering black sports analyst his former pro bowl defensive back who became the first black man to work full-time as a sports analyst on national television on CBS, uh, he spent wow. six of his nine NFL seasons covering the Philadelphia Eagles and then moved on to CBS. Uh, CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus said, all of us at CBS Sport are Sports are saddened by the news of Irv Cross's passing. Irv was a pioneer who made significant contributions to the storied history and tradition of CBS Sports. And along with Phyllis George, don't forget the first woman to cover national wow. Now, wow. football. And Brett Musburger set the standard for NFL pregame shows with the NFL today, he was the true gentleman and a trailblazer in sports television. He joined the NFL today in 1975, uh, and he spent 23 years at CBS uh, and the and won the Pro Football Hall of Fame Pete Rozelle Radio Television Award in 2009. He was the first black recipient of the award, and like I said, he was a two-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl cornerback. Corning, uh, and he worked with Jimmy the Greek <laughs> during that time. Oh, Jimmy the uh, Greek. Musburger, and then when he left the network in 1994 to serve as athletic director at Idaho, at Idaho State, and uh, Musburger called Cross one of the finest gentlemen I've ever been with. And listen, 
incredible what he served. He was the eighth of 15 children, ladies and gentlemen. So that's no joke. Incredible stuff he was able to do. I gotta, I gotta jet. I gotta take this. I gotta get this equipment back. All right, uh, all right. Because they they came to pick up this uh, equipment. So look, Blurts in the Hood tomorrow, two to five. Me and Winston, love these two. Love y'all. Bye. Love you. (laughs) All right, there you go. That was uh, later, Jay. Yep. So, what do you think, JT? I mean, pretty incredible legacy to leave. uh, Yeah. You know, I'm not super familiar with him. Uh, I was a kid when he was really in his prime. But anytime you could break down any kind of wall uh, with your career and uh, make a statement like that, it's it's profound. Uh, you know, he's probably a, you know, we talk about all these accolades, but he was probably a better person than anything. And I think, you know, it goes to show, you know, when these people, if you're a great person and, you know, you treat everybody with respect, um, you get your peers will literally, you become a hero to your peers. And I feel like anybody that is able to just break down walls for the people behind them and in front of them, yeah. it's just a great career. I mean, great. I, I, I don't want to, I don't know that much about the guy. But hearing list off everything that he accomplished, uh, his family, I'm sure, is proud of him. And yep. to be in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, for that's a huge honor. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And like I said, you're, you're a little younger than me, JT. I grew up with Irv Cross. I grew up mm-hmm. with Brett Parker, Phyllis George, Jimmy the Greek, all those people. And, of course, Jimmy the Greek, what happened Jim, to him? Jimmy but, the Greek, I only know from the 30 from 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, that's the only reason why I know him. But that's a great 30 for 30. But Irv was great. I mean, you see what Tom and uh, Chris Berman, Tom Jackson and Chris Berman were able to do mm-hmm. on, on ESPN. That's essentially what Musburger and Irv Cross were doing the wow. whole time. It was incredible. And Irv was a gentleman. I mean, the way he approached so intelligent, so on point, mm-hmm. so great with his ana- analyt- analytical abilities and was able to, like, deliver the hits uh, verbally and take the hits verbally. And I was appreciated about him. But, you know, like everything with time, as you get older, people you watch, the people you enjoyed when you were a kid pass on. So sad to see him go at 81 years old. They didn't release the details around his death, but it's irrelevant. The fact that he's gone is a sad thing. So celebrate his legacy. And for anybody who's watching out there who may be a young person mm-hmm. who wants to get a person of color, wants to get into sports broadcasting, go watch it. Go back and watch Irv Cross uh, on the NFL today. Watch his mm-hmm. analysts. Watch his pieces. Did great pieces. They're all on YouTube, I think, that you can watch there. So oh, nice. give him some love and, and maybe get some inspiration from that. All right. That's it for this episode of Game Time. Thank you all so much for joining us here. And thanks for the Streamlabs. And the Super Chats. Much love to Jay Washington. I rolled on out of here. Follow him at Miss Jay Washington. JT, thanks again for joining us this week. What do you got to, to promote or plug, my man? It's my Twitter, a, at JT Movie Thanks. That should do it for now. Okay. Uh, and JT and I have been on stereo doing some uh, doing some shows as well. He's been on with Bibbs doing some movie shows as well. So follow mm-hmm. him on stereo there as well. You never know where JT is going to pop up to have more and more conversations with all of us in the sphere for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, please remember to follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram and subscribe to the channel. We crossed 16,100 subscribers here to the channel over the weekend. Want to keep nice. building and building and building. So please, if you haven't followed us yet, subscribe to the channel down below. It's so important. Got those WandaVision reviews, got the pro wrestling stuff, got politics, got entertainment, news, sports. Everything is here for you to enjoy. So come aboard and subscribe. Hit that bell so you know when every new show is dropping that you can and enjoy. uh you have a great uh recap for wandavision yes uh, thanks. It's, it's been, it's, yeah it's fantastic yeah oh, I, you guys really dive deep and i'm just yeah. like <laughs> i thought i knew what the hell happened that episode i watched your show and i'm like okay it's a whole new level <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're proud of him and we were nervous when we went to two hours but people seem to enjoy our two-hour yep. breakdowns because they, they say it like flies by because mm-hmm. you really break 
about everything in the episode. So thank you very much, JT. We've we've gone over twenty thousand views on the last three. Hoping this yeah. one gets last episode. It yeah. all comes to this. I can't wait. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Unless it's the Phantom Tenth, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks so much. Uh, practice social distancing. Wear your mask, and we'll talk to you next week with another brand new live episode of Game Time here on the Outlaw Nation channel. Peace.